0: Log Talk Radio. Are you ready?
1: Let's go! Now,
0: from the IMLD Home Studios. In its ninth season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Your football party is live with your hosts, Jay and That's right, the full two-hour football party is live, recapping week six and getting you ready for week seven tomorrow in the NFL with our picks against the spread. We are here and live. Welcome to In Much Less Detail, the podcast here with you on a Saturday night, October the 23rd, 2021. I'm Dre, he's Jay. Hopefully everything goes well on my end tonight. I'm starting with a brand new computer and hopefully uh, everything goes well with that. Uh, we know how we have trouble with uh, with our computers and new software and new hardware and everything on this show, so keeping our fingers crossed. Uh, Jay, how's everything going over there?
2: Going well. You actually sound really good, so that's already uh, a positive. Very, very good. clear coming from your side.
0: Well, good. The, the microphone's exactly the same. The setup, exactly the same. Just brand new uh, computer. so... I'm not surprised it sounds good because the performance is, of course, just, you know, unbelievable. It's not even, you know, uh, some sort of $3,000 mega gaming system thing. It's a regular old laptop. uh, Not very expensive, but it's brand new. So, of course, it's fast as I don't know what. And every website, this is what I thought DSL would be like when I first got DSL back in, God, was it 2001, 2002? where you just click the website, and boom, it's up, right, instantly like yeah. that. Um, it wasn't quite that fast when I finally got DSL, but it was much faster than dial-up, let me tell you. <laughs> I remember, we're old, we remember dial-up, so. Oh, man. Uh, could you I'm imagine trying happy... to
2: do this show on dial-up, and then, like, a phone no, call, it could, it a phone call comes happen. in? <laughs> a phone call comes in midway through the show, and it gets disconnected. It does, oh, damn
0: it. <laughs> it would never work. We wouldn't even get connected on dial-up. It would be, it would take so long. Oh my goodness.
2: <laughs> you'd talk and then about 30 seconds later, I hear you and then I would talk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you'd have the world of, uh, I don't think you'd have the world of podcasts and no. all that. If we, if we didn't have no, the high no, speed no. internet that, that we all have now so that we could talk to each other like this, you know, uh, from that far away, we'd be, basically the best we'd have been able to do would be, uh, you know, tape the show somehow. <laughs> right. Like on speakerphone, or uh, but we or but we know that uh, Russia has copies of all of our phone calls. So.
0: <laughs> of course, they were always listening. That's but right. Streaming was not an option uh, back in in the dial-up uh, no. days, so we yeah. were all very happy for for high speed.
2: It's fun when I try to explain this to my kids, you know, about watching TV. Like you had to <laughs> wait for your show to come on, right? And if you had to get <laughs> up and go to the bathroom, it didn't matter. Like, that was it. That was your show. <laughs>
0: Couldn't couldn't pause live TV. You couldn't. You, you had uh, to
2: sit through all the commercials.
0: Right. Couldn't skip commercials. Yeah, all of that. They you have get, no Matt, idea.
2: Like you get annoyed now when you have to wait five seconds to skip the ads on the YouTube videos.
0: <laughs> I do. Like, oh
2: come on! I can't wait for this five seconds to be over.
0: <laughs> I do get annoyed. I'm like, come on! What I gotta. Want to click Come on, where's that timer? Today? Come ah. on. Five.
2: Four, yeah, Jesus. Five
0: seconds. <laughs> Hurry Are up. You kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the good wow. old days. Yeah. Well, we uh put together a couple of good weeks uh last week, week six. Uh you've got uh eight wins, so eight and six is uh one of your better weeks this season. Uh but I was still able to get a couple on you, so I went ten and four. Um, boy, I, I hope I can keep this percentage up because I'm I'm putting it on right now this year. I'm at 591 for the it season. Won't, it this
2: won't point. keep up.
0: I, hey, I, I can I can hope. I can aim yeah, for that it, 600.
2: It, it, uh, it won't keep up because we've already <laughs> we already decided last week that you were you know getting the lion's share of the of the you know quote unquote of the luck early in the season. You know that bat, You know that comes back.
0: You've had some crappy luck. There's no doubt about that. I have
2: had I have had some some bad beats this year. Uh, I will say that uh, I had that bad beat to start the week uh, last week, where the Eagles just decide randomly to go for two, which which made it just absolutely no sense. I, I had the cover. I'm sitting there watching the Panthers come all the way back, and you know this is this is why I don't bet. Because here I am, when the Panthers score that touchdown to get it to two, that you're just actively rooting for them not to convert the two point conversion, <laughs> right? I'm just like, right. all they got to do is get the touchdown and then not get the two point convert, and then they get the two point conversion, and then they and then they blow the cover in overtime. It's just like, of of course they did.
0: Of course, you know, couldn't couldn't um, just lose by two as two and a half point dogs? Nope.
2: Yeah. Really questionable decision-making in that Buffalo-Tennessee. Just all kinds of weird. I'm so glad that I'm not putting any real money on games this year because the, some of the decision make these teams with these fourth down calls, there was, it even happened to get on Thursday night. You know, Sometimes they go in your favor, but sometimes they go against you. I think a lot of these teams getting overly aggressive on fourth down and passing up field goals, it's just blowing my mind how that seems to always come back to bite teams in the ass late in the game.
0: It's, one, it's something we've talked about for years and years and years. The in-game decision making. Some of these yeah. coaches just seem to it, like they need somebody on their on their side. They need like a, a devil's advocate or something to say, "Hey, hey, buddy, hey, hey, buddy, you, you don't want to do that." No, I know yeah. what you're thinking, and you you don't want to do that, pal. That, yeah. That's a Take wrong. The move. Take the points. Take. Yeah. The now in, in
2: that in that game on Thursday night, there was a drive uh, that Cleveland had. And they got down, and it was, it was fourth down and, and, and not a short distance, and they passed up the field goal, and they ended up getting it. I'm like, oh, okay, so it worked out for me because I had Cleveland in there. I still thought it was a bad decision.
1: <laughs> just, because, yeah, just
2: because it works doesn't make the decision a good decision. Does that make sense? Like, it's not sound football. It 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 will work for so long, right? Like we we talk about those coaches that really like earned that reputation, you know, you like Gambler Jack and Riverboat Run. You only go so far; it eventually goes against you.
0: The winners will say that as long as it wins, it was the right call. Uh, so that's right. That's how they see it.
2: Unless you're the Bills huh. and you pass up the field goal to tie the game. And you don't get the fourth down. I didn't understand oh,
0: what. They're not. Game. They're not winners. They didn't win. So of course they're right. going to get second guessed.
2: It, but it was a. I mean, it wasn't a smart decision. Just it was a, not a sound decision, even if they had made it. I understand. No, I, I was. You're trying to go for the win there, but in that spot, like last play of the game, fourth down, you don't get this. The game is over. Versus, oh, we can tie this team, and you know we can take our chances at over. We, we have a high-powered offense. We we can take this thing into overtime and. I guess they figured their chances were better on a on a fourth and short to to get that and uh but yeah they had they had that game covered a couple of times during the game and, and somehow found a way to to crap that one away too. So
0: it was wild. It was uh some, it was back in forth,
2: yeah, Some odd odd football.
0: That was definitely my first uh question about the Monday nighter between the Bills and the Titans, my lock coming through on the Titans. Uh what did you think of the play call? So if I can remember it correctly and set it up, right. Uh, so Tennessee winds up winning 34, 31, but Buffalo had the final drive uh, after yeah. Tennessee took the lead. Uh, so it was like three minutes left and the bills drive like in no time, snap your fingers and they're already in Titans territory. So it was like a three minute drill. that was going to take them 30 seconds, but uh, at some point they get down uh, the third down and they come up a foot short Right. And they could take the tie. They could take the field. It was like at the two yard line. They could take the field goal and tie it and, and send it to overtime. But they decided to go for it on fourth. And you know, it, you know, they only needed a foot to get the first down. They didn't have to score. So there was, you know, you could, you know, you can get the first down. You can get the touchdown. You can. Uh, there's a lot of positive outcomes going forward and uh, trying to go for the lead instead of taking a tie and going to overtime. And they decided to go for it. And usually a quarterback sneak that close probably works, you know, 80%, 90% of the time. I don't have the yeah. uh, number got, in it, front it of me. It's like
2: Josh Allen's a little guy. He's a big guy. Exactly.
0: Big, big quarterback, big guy, but his cleats happen to slide, and then he comes up short. Yeah, I, so you didn't like the call at all uh, right off the bat, whether it worked or not.
2: Right. You don't go for that. You, you get down there, you got the, you got the field goal. You can tie the game. It's going to go to overtime. Take, take your chances in overtime, you know, cause that just one, that one just mystified me. Um, these overly aggressive teams, you know, but you want to live by it. You got to die by it too. And uh, you know, it's not like Buffalo's in any danger here. I mean, it's a, it's a 17 game season. They're not going to, you know, Buffalo's not going to crater and, and not go to the playoffs that division you know, I hate to say it. We're in week seven. There's there's a few, there's a few divisions that are already over in the league, right? right? You know, oh, yeah. so both east, both of the easts, I think are over. I don't I don't see Buffalo or Dallas just crapping those things away. You know, Green Bay's going to win theirs. Tampa's, you know, so there's a lot. You know, so Buffalo really. I mean, what are you playing for eventually down the road? Maybe playoff seeding. Right. But what are you doing? Are you just trying to not go to overtime? Because it's like, yeah, we don't want to play any extra football. Let's just get out of here. Let's just roll the dice, and if we win, we win. if we don't get it, well, we don't get it. They they beat us. I, I still don't think that's uh, – I, I know I wouldn't have made that decision. I, I would have kicked the field goal there.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I didn't hate the call at the time. Um, it's subject to ridicule when you don't get it. So when it backfires, everyone can, can... – second-guess and say, no, I wouldn't have liked that. You first guessed and said you didn't like it even before they ran the play. Um, So I I, I understand. I'm not going to say that anybody's definitely right or wrong in that one. I uh, didn't hate it. I don't know if I really liked it or not. I was kind of like, interesting, okay. You know, when you got that kind of offense and when you've done what the Bills have done this year offensively, that's just arrogance, and I think it's earned. I think I understand why uh, Sean McDermott would be uh, that arrogant to think, yeah, we can do this. We, if we need a foot. You know, we got big man, project, burning up the league, MVP candidate. Yeah, go ahead and speak him, and, and let's get this first down, touchdown, and, and try to get out of here. We're on the road. It's been an absolute slugfest. Uh, maybe he thought his guys didn't have anything left for it, in overtime, you know, on either side of the ball, and, and so I, I understand it. You're on the road. You, you, yeah. You, I think that, you know, there's that element, just try to get the hell out of there. Just try to sneak the win, uh, get that, that last touchdown, leave them with no time and just try to sneak out of there, you know, with, with the, with the gum uh, and the, in the ski mask and try to get the robbery and get out of there uh, with, with a victory. And it, it didn't work this time, but like I said, most of those quarterback sneaks when it's that close, I, I believe a vast majority of them uh, convert. So yeah, I, I understand the call and I, and I also understand saying, "Hey, you got you're, you're right there. It's a 20 yard field goal. Take the 3 and go to overtime." I actually understand both sides.
2: Yeah. So that was that was a nice long non-answer answer.
0: I'm good at that. 2 hours maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't, no. you know, I'm I when I have a very strong uh, feeling about it, but as you know, I will rant and rave and let everybody know, but on that one, that uh, was that was kind of ambivalent.
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Buffalo, Buffalo. You know. Led. Um, you know. That that game did go back and forth, but Buffalo did lead the majority of the second half of that game. You know, that, it did go back and forth a little bit. Um, but you know, Tennessee gets that final drive, uh, scores the last uh, ten points of the game. Uh, you know, and then and Buffalo just they they come up ever so short at the very end but yeah oh hey you won your lock i've given up on locks i like what are, what are
0: locks <laughs> I mean, it's, at
2: this point it's just like what whatever
0: <laughs> yeah i yeah i what gonna say i felt very strongly about the the fact that it was the the Titan, the same titans team basically last year that that beat the hell out of the bills and this isn't the same bills team i get it but uh to think that they were six-point home dogs in that spot just didn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. um so they, they pull out the uh, the straight-up W, and that was a fun-ass game to watch. Derrick Henry is always fun to watch, especially when he gets ahead of steam, that freight train breaking out of the gate. On that particular run, I'm just looking – now, this was another first guess. I looked at the, the box before he got the handoff on the 75-yard, uh, 76-yard touchdown run, and uh, the Bills were stacking the box, and I'm thinking, uh, uh-oh. Um I don't know if you want to do that against the big man because once he breaks that next level and you you don't have any backup behind him it's 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 over, and sure enough, he broke that second level and it was over, and he was gone, so yeah I don't don't, think don't stack the box Henry him. people don't give him credit
2: for being how fast he is for for as big as he is because he's outrunning that secondary
0: yeah d b s can't catch Look slow. 247 and and getting up to 20 miles an hour in the open field. That's, that's fucking unfair, man. That's just, shouldn't be able to do that. And he's just, Uh, he's just good for
2: those. You know, he's going to have three, four, five of those a year, you know, and, and those are just, those are game changers. And that came at the perfect time for them.
0: Exactly. Right. It's definitely changed all the momentum, whatever, uh, Thought that the Titans may have had, uh oh, we're, we're in trouble. This is a different Bills team. Derrick Henry yeah. says, "Get on my back, boys. Here we go!" and just takes it to the to, to the next level. And you could feel the stadium. You could feel the the people start to believe. You could feel the team believe. Yeah, we, we we're here. We're not going anywhere. We got a good chance to win this one. Everything turned around. Uh, he is he's unbelievable. He is. Uh, I think I've said this last year, but I think he's on a Hall of Fame track. You hate to say that about running backs because they're so not fragile, but uh, easily uh, bruised, easier to get beat up because of the nature of their job. So to think that, right. you know, to, to call somebody in his mid twenties uh, a possible Hall of Fame running back, but that's what he, that's what he does. That's how good he is. That's how strong he is. That's how fast he is. Uh, if he can stay you know healthy and put together you know, 10, 12 years of this, it's hard to imagine as physical as he is, but if he does fully for, for for, forget about a first ballot, uh, one of the all-time greats, like he is trucking people and then also running away from him again That's that's, that's Bo Jackson shit. I'm sorry. I I, I don't want to compare him to an all-timer like that, but that's what Bo did in the eighties for those who weren't able to watch him in his abbreviated career. Uh, he would put his shoulder down and run your ass over and then also the next series he'd get open field and run away from you at the same. It's like, come on, man, I, I can't do anything against you. I can't bring you down, and then you're running away. I can't catch you. Like what the hell? So yeah, just be that, glad we don't have. Right now.
2: Just be glad we don't have Derrick Henry on in, in Tech Mobile. I,
0: I wonder how he is on Madden. I wonder how uh, un, unstoppable <laughs> he is, because uh, man, he, he's got to be. You know, right there is, is at the top of any running back uh, list as far as Madden ratings goes. Like, can't bring him down, and then he gets ahead of steam, gets some space, and, and runs away from you, too. It's, it's, it's yeah. sick.
2: And, and nobody gives him any MVP talk. Everybody's always going, "Oh, it's got to be a quarterback. I don't know why why that has to be. Um, you know, obviously, it's the most high-profile position. But, you know, Derrick Henry changed, changes games.
0: Yeah, the nature of the game today, the quarterback is more valuable than ever, more important. Uh, You can see all these rookie quarterbacks. If you don't have a good quarterback, you're kind of screwed no matter what. Uh, But yes, you're right. Derrick Henry is as valuable to the Titans as I think any player is to any other team. Imagine the Titans without Derrick Henry. They're completely middle of the road, maybe Uh, even underwater.
2: Imagine Ryan Tannehill without Derrick Henry
0: the middle of the road and maybe underwater that. yes we saw that <laughs> we did
2: we saw that for a few years in miami he was sort of middling he was the uh dictionary yeah. definition of a middling quarterback
0: no doubt so that was that was a fun-ass game uh on the bills uh the one commentary that i do want to make that i remember from that game is uh oh. i talked about the coaching arrogance thinking hey we can go for it here and you know we got this, the type of quarterback and the type of offense that Warren's going for it. And I saw a lot of arm arrogance from Josh Allen that game. Uh, Like I said, I hadn't seen Buffalo football this year, so I didn't know what they, you know, all these blowouts that they were putting up after that first game of the season. And I'm like, "Uh, I don't know if I believe it. I haven't seen him. I don't know if I buy it. And he just kept blowing people out worse and worse and worse and making me look stupid. So I'm like, okay, well I'm really looking forward to this Monday nighter so I can see what they're all about and, and you know, how, how the hype is. And I, I, despite Tennessee winning the game as six-point underdogs, um, I'm not going to come out and trash the Bills and say they're complete frauds. I, I see the offensive progression of Josh Allen. I see the confidence. I see the uh, playmaking. And I see the uh, connection with his receivers uh, is different than last year. It's definitely a different offense. It's definitely a, a different vibe, a different team. Um, and his arm arrogance where he's throwing these balls that uh, most guys probably couldn't or shouldn't throw, but he says, you know, I'm I'm Josh Allen. I can do this. I can get that ball there. Um, I love it. And it may have cost him a couple of throws where maybe where they shouldn't be or, you know, he shouldn't have tried them and, and it had uh, negative consequences. But overall, I love that. I love the idea that, I know what I am physically. I know what I'm capable of. I know what my receivers are capable of. I know that I can trust uh, the veteran Emmanuel Sanders. I know that I can trust, you know, Dawson Knox was actually uh, making plays uh, at the tight end position before he broke his hand, but then goes and runs the Philly special and throws a touchdown, uh, uh, not a touchdown, but a two point conversion with a broken hand, which is pretty insane. Um, But the fact that, Josh has these guys that he knows he can trust and he's building this, this offense with um, it, definitely a positive sign. Um, and and I actually love that arrogance that he seems to have developed that, you know, he, and he kind of had that a little bit coming in that he thought he could get any ball anywhere because of his strong arm. But you know, clearly it's different now than it was a couple of years ago when he was just airmailing everybody all the time. Um, you know, Stephon Diggs comes in and, and he straightens up, last year, and then this year it seems like it was, there's a continuation that he's getting even better and even more yeah. uh, locked in with his guys. So um, I'm, I guess I'm a believer, despite the loss, despite me locking in and, against them, um, the Bills are not frauds. Project is not a, a project. He's a, a full-grown, full-ass quarterback, um, and, and I respect the Buffalo Bills, no doubt. Yeah,
2: yeah easy way to uh, solve the problem of overthrowing everybody. Just go get guys that are really hard to overthrow.
0: That just run down the ball no matter where you throw just,
2: it. Just, yeah, just go get Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders. Just go, go get those guys. It makes Josh Allen look way better uh, than the guys he was throwing to before Diggs arrived.
0: That's a great idea. You should be a general manager.
2: I, you know, I got it <laughs> in me.
0: Uh, so that was a uh, fun. Um, a lot of other action last week. Uh, I. I I'm, I'm not going to get the sound um, of Aaron Rodgers uh, telling everybody <laughs> in Chicago that he owns them because I'm a Bears uh, it fan was, now.
2: That was that was great.
0: Now, Jason's a, a co-owner of this IMLD thing. He's a co-host. If he wants to get the sound and put it on the on the soundboard, it, he can it, do it.
2: It's so. I'm not going to even do if it. You, even if you find it though, it's really hard to hear it because there was a lot of. There's not like a really good drop of that. It's not clear. Uh, you know,
0: right? You have to listen real hard to the because yeah. of the crowd You have noise. to
2: listen, but uh, I, I do like the fact that after that game was over, somebody went on the uh, Bears Wikipedia page and changed the team owner to Aaron Rodgers.
0: Yeah, yep, I, I read about that. I saw that. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I I can't say anything against it. It's not like he said something untrue. So, <laughs> right?
2: I mean, this is a, this is what we always want. We want that. Hot, we want the Richard Sherman, right? We want the hot mic. You know, and, he, and Aaron he,
1: Rodgers,
2: he's he, hes a guy that he, you know, I think there's an unfair knock on him for caring or or not being very, you know, you know, passionate about football. Uh, I think he showed that right there.
0: He definitely has the the, the passion when he wants to, when he when he's yeah. properly motivated.
2: Yeah, you fire him up. You yeah. got you got fans booing him and giving him the double bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got no problem reminding you. Uh, uh, who, who, who's daddy?
0: Yeah, he, he gave you everything. He gave you the discount, double check. He gave you the, the yeah. "I own you," I still own you. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit of everything on that. So good for him. I I can't say anything. He's not uh, wrong. No, definitely not.
2: No, I mean, it, um, this goes to your whole summer of uh, of hope. You know, you, you were uh, you yeah. know o- o- overdosing on the hopium over there. Um, <laughs> i thinking Aaron Rodgers was a goner. And I, I know that there was that that, that sad mm. sigh when, when when my prediction came true and he re-upped with the Packers because that just meant another year. You just go, oh, man, here we go again. Yeah, exactly.
0: Maybe next year. On the phone line, Lou in Jersey is back with us. Yeah. Lou, how you doing?
3: You forgot about the Rodgers rate, though. That was another thing. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah, he did it. This time double check. Yeah. He, he gave it a little bit of everything.
3: Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I guess has got to be his last year. I mean, he seems to be becoming more disgruntled, you know, every week. And yet he went back to the Packers this year anyway. I think I don't think it was a smart move on his part. It uh, seems to be more well, disgruntled. It, it
0: seems like it was sort of a negotiation. Like he was threatening like he yeah. was, was going to walk away, and this was sort right. of the the compromise. He's going to come back for one more year. I think everyone seems to understand that he's leaving after this year, but – uh, oh, they're, yeah. they're gonna get one more year out of him, and you know, that, that's what it is. It's basically, you know, he he could have taken his ball and and went home, but he, he's gonna give him one more season up there in Green Bay.
3: Mm. Yeah, because they're gonna offer him a lot more money, I guess,
0: right? Uh, you know, money isn't everything. I, I think he's.
3: They, and they kinda... gave
2: him they they gave him a pretty rich two years on that extension, so it wasn't yes, they that did. uh, they didn't they didn't cheap out on him. It was over. But, I, I think, and you know, I've had this conversation. I don't know if we've had this one on the show, but I've had this conversation, um, especially with right. coworkers, you know, because they're all Packer fans. Yeah. Um, but I think you, if you're Rodgers and you looked around at the offers or the possible destinations, you know, and it's like, oh, I could go to Denver. Or it's like, okay, where's the place where he could go, where he still has the best chance? He's at the tail end of his career. Where's the best chance that he could go? right away and still have the best shot at actually winning a title the place he's at is probably still the answer to that so uh, you know Green Bay is still a really good team and uh, the defense has been playing really well Uh, you know as long as you've got Aaron Rodgers and guys you're going to produce on offense and uh, I I don't think he looked around the landscape and and saw a pathway you know you don't want to go be part of a rebuild you don't want to go and you know, and and go somewhere where you got to be the savior of a of a, a middle tier franchise, and uh, it, it wasn't a yeah. ready made situation like Brady had, where they had this really good defense already, and then just brought in all these pieces around them. I, there was there's not a, a situation waiting for him like that yet.
3: I always thought rebuild was such an ugly word. You know, I mean your franchise is in the toilet, and if you and like say if you have um, you know, a team that's like, you know, been that way like the last four or five years in a row, if that's not a rebuild. Your team your team is, you know trash. Plain and simple. A rebuild is like about, you know, maybe one to two years, but if you're like you know, it's like the uh Detroit Lions, which is a, nothing more than a pure dumpster fire.
0: And proud of it.
3: <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't know how you could be proud of that.
0: Well, I mean, just, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but that, that's what they do. Okay. They, they rebuild. There's, there's Detroit Lions football, we rebuild. That should be uh, on the front of the stadium.
3: Yeah. I mean, because that's pretty much, you know, a joke right there. Right. You know, the Packers, well, you know, we're always a solid team,
2: but for the most part.
3: Yeah, certainly.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean they've been in the playoffs just about every year for the last I don't know quarter century.
3: Yeah, as long as I've been alive.
2: So that's a pretty it's a pretty good track record. You know, you go from from Favre to you go from Favre to Rogers. they they've had very few losing seasons over that entire run. You could probably count them on one hand. Yeah,
1: that's why I say it's not always good. about
0: money. Uh, he, he came back because they. You know, yeah. as Jason said, there's uh, a pathway to contend still with them that there really wasn't yes. in, in these other places that he was rumored to to want to go.
3: Yeah, uh, it's been, yeah. Uh, you know, but Aaron, I think is you know I think is starting to lose it a bit.
0: I was I was hoping he would fall all the way off of these uh, again uh, when he's motivated. I had to
3: I had to leave a little slack. I had to leave a little slack for him.
0: Uh, speaking of rebuild, do you, do you have any thoughts on your Jets, or, or do we not want to talk about
3: that? Only if you want to, because they are they are <laughs> a trash heap. Uh, they get that, the, is, the that is a dumpster fire. I mean, look, every year, that, you know, they're always thinking, well, we got this quarterback, you know, Wilson's going to be our man. He's going to help us. He hasn't done much of anything. And yet he's ninth on the uh, list for rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. i like 99th. ninth. <laughs>
2: Uh, I didn't even the know Patriots they went nine week, deep right? on the list for rookie of the year. Does, does that look, yeah, does there's that go on the of back them. of your does that go on the back of your football card?
3: Probably, um, right? Um yeah, I think it does. Although I haven't collected cards in years, but you know, I think it does. I'll go up there. But he is just another letdown. And meanwhile, his predecessor is having the year of his, is having the best year of his life.
2: Well, he had the best 3 weeks of his life. Mm. It's been a it's been a little been a little shaky for Darnold the last few games. That that, that game uh, they had against the Eagles, he basically gave the Eagles uh, almost single-handedly. So it hasn't hasn't been as smooth for Darnold the last few games as it was early. Uh, So I think Uh he's kind of come back down to earth some.
1: Yeah, I
0: think Darnold went back to seeing some ghosts again. I see dead people. He he did play great those (laughs) first two games, but (laughs) kind of broken down since then. Yeah, I still see that people. So the Jets get the Patriots again. Do you uh, think it's going to go yeah. better this time,
3: or because the no, first time was no, four interceptions? I, I don't. I still see a loss, but you know what? I'm thinking this is going to be a more of a defensive game uh, for both teams. I mean, both teams are in the twilight right now, and New England has not been the same, you know, since you know Brady and. Uh, Ronkowski left. I mean, they're back to the way they used to be, you know, pathetic. You know, because even, even when the Jets had been were bad in those times, New England was even worse. So, we're seeing the return of that. So, it's more like it's the return of the toilet bowl. I expect this to be a low-scoring, defensive-type-like game.
0: Yeah, that would sound like a, a I pretty accurate wrong, prediction. but that's
3: the way I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah, that's what I would expect. Uh, but oh, got Well, gotta, I'm not
3: alone here.
0: Got to do a little better though, right? That, that first game, you got to got to have some improvement out of your
3: guy uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I mean, but he doesn't, but he doesn't seem to be improving. I mean, you know, he did find the preseason and his first game, but after that, you know, what have you done for him lately? Well, the answer to that is, well, nothing.
0: But he is improving. He he
3: isn't throwing four
0: interceptions every game, so he, he's he's, some, he's learning something.
3: Yeah, yeah, not yeah, very slowly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the best I think the
2: best model for the Jets is going to be the Bengals model, right? They drafted Burrow. Cupboard was pretty bare, even yeah. though he got hurt. They had a really bad season. Either way, they weren't going to have a very good season. And then they loaded up in the. They loaded up and you know took their second. Run now, and and Cincinnati's a much improved team. So I, I, that's basically the the model the Jets have to follow. Is you know they're gonna they're gonna take their lumps this year. I don't think anybody really, you know, had the, you know. It'd be, maybe if you were optimistic, they were a third place team, but the chances were really good. They're drafting in the top ten, maybe top five again this year. Even with the yeah. keep them keep them healthy. Don't don't make his uh, you know menta- don't don't pull a tua on him. Don't make his you know
3: confidence oh, no, no, no. go don't, in the don't, tank. Don't go there.
2: And uh, you know, just try to survive the season, and then get a good draft pick. Load up, and you know, try to get them some weapons in free agency. Get them a running back. Get them, uh, get some yeah. the offensive line help. That's where that's where the uh, Bengals really helped out with Joe Burrow was they got him a better O line, and it was, a, and they got him Jamar Chase. And oh, look at that, they're a whole new team.
3: Yeah, I mean, this is the prize team of the year, I think.
2: Uh, he's definitely most help. improved. If there's a most improved. Uh, I, I definitely think it would be.
3: You call it most uh, the call it a surprise because I wasn't expecting <laughs> anything of the Bengals, you know, this year. I Me mean, neither. If Trevor Lawrence. If if Joe Burrow wasn't hurt last season, which was early, I think the Bengals might have done better because they you know, their record didn't show that they were that bad, even though it was bad. But you know, their record didn't didn't show it because you know they had some uh, decent games, especially with Burrow was in. But after that, they just went downhill. Now that Burrow is healthy, I mean he's really taken the Bengals to uh, where they were back in like the late '80s when they were good.
0: Yeah, with the Blake and, uh, and Pickens combo, we got got the yeah. new Blake and Pickens.
2: Or Boomer back in the Boomer days.
0: You can't forget Boomer. Can't go.
3: Can't go wrong with Boomer.
0: Can't forget Boomer. Of course, right.
3: things were going great until the last minute and a half of Super Bowl twenty-three. Well, you know,
0: we don't want to think about that.
3: Tough tough decision. Okay, okay. I get it. <laughs> I get the point. You're Bengals fans.
0: <laughs> no, that definitely is not the uh, not the case.
3: <laughs> oh I, you made you may it sound like you were.
0: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, just I'm I'm looking out for the Bengals fans. We don't wanna bring up bad memories. Oh, of course.
3: You you're right. But I saw that like you know, Montana with the touchdown. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Alright, Lou. Always fun with you. Young. Uh keep 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 your head up. The the Jets will get better. They they just gotta get some help, that's all.
3: Is so that before general. I die or after?
0: Um that I can't promise you, but uh eventually I thought not. Uh, they'll get some help. Well Thanks, Is my Lou. hair gonna
3: turn gray before then? Uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. All maybe right, I'll be back that, next week. We'll see. All right. That is the uh always excitable Lou in Jersey. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the, that Jets thing. Oof. Um, I'm, I'm trying to give him a silver lining that you know you got to say that there's some improvement when your quarterback comes off of throwing four picks in the game and, and he he doesn't keep doing that. At least he doesn't do that every time out. So maybe there's yeah. some some learn there's a learning process going on there. It's, it's really slow. Yeah. Well, we
2: didn't have a recap show last week, but yeah, I mean they went they went to uh, they went to London and uh, you know and the Falcons put it on them.
0: Yeah. That was uh, that was a surprise.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, look at the bright side—they didn't lose last week.
1: There you go. And, and he didn't Zach throw four Wills, picks. No last
2: week. interceptions last week. <laughs> That's something to build off of. Uh huh.
1: Uh. So, uh, what
0: else did it was you a want to get into? Well, time call uh... that
2: got you that got you off of your uh, off your uh, new Bears ownership uh, discussion.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I said all I was going to say about that.
2: Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't think that I don't think Rogers is washed. Obviously, he's not putting up gaudy numbers, uh, but with the de- if your defense is top ten, you have a decent running game. You have that that really good two headed running attack uh, with 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 uh, Jones and Dylan. You don't you know Rogers at that point maybe you don't need him to throw for four hundred yards
0: every game, right now. And I'm not so sure he could. I mean, he's got you know the best receiver in the game right now, and Devontae Adams. But he doesn't have too many guys that he really uh, trusts outside of that. So I think that's another right. uh, part of it as well. Is they they and, need and to they build more. Yeah,
2: and they keep going and signing defensive guys. Uh, they sign <laughs> right. uh, Ram. They sign Ramsey from the um, from the Cowboys. Who's got? He's like the Devin Hester of linebackers. Like you have to like hold his hand and show him where to be on the field. Otherwise, he's just in the wrong spot. And and then they signed Whitney Merciless this week.
0: Are you you talking about Jalen Smith? Yeah, he's. Oh, Jalen uh,
2: Smith. Yeah, I was thinking of Jalen Ramsey for some reason. Oh, no, Jalen no. Smith. Yeah, he's he's, uh, he's a little bit of a space cadet out there.
0: Yeah, um, Cowboys fan at work asked me a couple of weeks ago when the, when the Cowboys uh, cut him. They're they're like. Um, I, why the, why did the Cowboys cut Jalen Smith? I said because he's not very good.
2: Yeah, he's he's <laughs> full of uh, talent. He's got all the athleticism, just not good at football.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's talent, but then there's being good at the sport, and that's you, yeah. you need a little more than than talent. He's got that. the
2: low AWR rating in Madden.
0: Extremely low, thirties. Yeah. <laughs> but the the you want take play, a chance. want
2: field you want to field a good team in Madden. Get lots of secondary players with high awareness.
0: Oh, believe me, I can vouch for that. That's, you don't. You don't my, need all
2: this. You don't need a ton of speed. You just need that AWR. Be in the right place. And that's my, not. That's not Jalen Smith.
0: No, my my Madden 3 uh, Bears were uh, gave up so many yards and so many points. It was just a terrible, terrible defense. But. I kept winning games because late in the games I would get the perfect key timely interceptions from the cornerbacks yep. that I traded for, which would be if I remember Bobby Taylor and Rondé Barber, very <laughs> high AWR with both of them.
2: <laughs> Can't uh, beat it. So uh, yeah, so that was Bears Packers. Not not a lot actually happening in that game. That that was
0: no. yeah. Uh, I mean, either the Bears, the,
2: Drove right down. They get that first touchdown. And uh, good night, everybody.
0: <laughs> Look, they they were within three of, of the Packers in the fourth quarter. They were right there. They had a chance. They, they got. And that, then Rodgers got
2: that t- Oh yeah, no, but they got that touchdown. And, and then yeah, Packers. Rodgers had had enough.
0: Yeah, Rodgers did his thing. And they
2: just marched marched them right down the field, and and then declared ownership of the Bears.
0: Yeah, man, Justin Fields did his thing, and that was the end of that. Um, although I was encouraged by Fields overall, um, he, he he showed some flashes. All these rookie quarterbacks you know, show some flashes here and there. They they all yeah. show you know why they were taken in the first round. You with all five of them, I've seen something at some point. And even though some of them have been really uh, you know overall not very good, but even in Trevor Lawrence, even in Trey Lance, I've seen something. Even in Zach Wilson. Uh, where I go, oh, okay, I, I see it. I see why. Uh, I see why he got picked in the first round. I see, you know, Justin Fields. I see it. I see the uh, athleticism. I see the. Uh, he's actually got a good arm. He doesn't know where it's going some of the time yet, but he's actually got a pretty good arm. Um, but he definitely looked like a rookie when everything was on the line. And, and yeah, Roger still owns the Bears. And, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> oh,
2: so so yeah, that was that was good. Uh, you know, you had some. You had you have got. You're starting to get late enough now. You know, we're what week seven. Uh, we're starting to get to real or fake time almost, mm-hmm. and
1: you,
0: it, you know some of my fakes already. I've been talking about.
2: Them. But, you, it, but then you start, to, but then now you're starting to see on the other side. You're starting to see some separation from some teams, the Ravens, the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're starting to see some teams start like they're really asserting themselves. Yeah, and that Ravens win over the Chargers was uh, that was a beatdown.
0: Yeah, that wasn't close. Uh, I think a lot of people were surprised by you know just how much of a blowout that was. and yeah. I, I got to admit, I was surprised, too. But then uh, I heard a stat, and it kind of crystallized everything. Ravens pressured Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had 42 dropbacks. Ravens pressured him 33 of the 42 dropbacks. That's yeah. what you do when you're at home. And
2: when you're a front-running team and you're at home,
0: you get uh, that's the what tee you off. That's right. You get you know, the lead, and you say, you, you, "Boys, go get them."
2: Yeah, you, you you get out to that you know basically seventeen nothing lead. And, and, you know we we've said no team front runs more or better <laughs> yeah. than the Ravens, right? And we also I mean, they, they, they historically that they like to can't blip. come back on people, but nobody looks better with a lead <laughs> than they do because they can just they can just hold you down.
0: But they're even coming back this year. Lamar Jackson's the master of the comeback. All of a sudden, like well, that, that's kind of. Yeah, that's more than I ever thought he would do.
2: Yeah, twice he's come and back from double digits, uh, which he had never done until yeah. this season, and now he's done it twice. Um, both times they've been down big and won. So uh, the Chiefs, uh, although they won, uh, smell kind of fake to me.
0: I, I don't know what to make of them. They're so they, they
2: can't hold on to the football. Patrick Mahomes <sighs> is throwing picks. They have no confidence on their defense. Bad pigs. Worse than. I can remember that Kansas City defense being, and I don't know if that's just the pressure that Mahomes feels to try to, you know, we have to outscore everybody. But yeah, they 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 blow out Washington, but they didn't look good doing it.
0: Right, you're calling them fake. They just won thirty-one to thirteen, and uh, it did, it, I,
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, that was seventeen thirteen at the end of the third quarter, and then they got a couple because I again I did not expect Washington to be able to hang point for point you know, with them, but the fact that Washington was in that game into the fourth quarter kind of shows you, that, that just tells you that the Chiefs are, they you know, they're really good you know, on paper compared to Washington. And they, uh, I Patrick Mahomes, how many times, was it nine interceptions already
0: for him? Crazy. I mean, I... Wait. Six all of last year, the year before, something like that. Uh, eight. Nine's already up to Yeah. Eight. He's already up to yeah. nine. Yeah. He's, and, yeah, it was a clunker in the first half from what I was uh, reading and uh, put the uh, potato skins in position to get the upset, but they, the Chiefs crank it up in the second half like like they can yeah. do. Um. Yeah. Uh, Randy yeah, McCrooms, re- <laughs> the, uh, the I mother said of Patrick, like was a, also like a word with the Rules Committee.
2: I said it looked like a doppelganger of the... Uh, game they played with Philly, and it was.
0: Oh, and it was.
2: It was the same game. Floppy, did you, did you see floppy, it? floppy, pull-away late.
0: Yeah. Uh, did you see that Fatma Holmes' mother would like a word with the rules committee? Um,
1: uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> tweeting out after that uh, interception off the, the hands of the receiver right into the DB. Yeah. And she's like, that, 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 that shouldn't, that shouldn't be, should a... be a
2: interception <laughs> on the wide receiver.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she's hey, going to be in the room. I played quarterback
2: community. after school for the whole for our whole time in high school.
0: I you had a balls. lot of balls pop off of a receivers' hand.
2: I had a lot of balls bouncing off of chests and hands, and like, <laughs> you're like, come on, what, what what else could I do? It was on your chest.
0: We didn't have anyone on the side uh, keeping stats and then giving you your ints, though. So, so. Well, only you, uh, only you knew.
2: I, I knew, <laughs> and that was enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you that, you're, that's a real quarterback for you, folks. Thirty years later, still remembering balls bouncing off the guys. Oh, don't worry, I chests. can
2: still remember who did it and what the plays <laughs> were. I mean, not naming names here, but you know, it well,
0: wasn't. You sound like you're ready to you're ready to name some names. You you like Jay Z, ready to drop a diss track? You got some, Man, some fire you want not, to spit my, over I there. I hope they
2: don't find my emails. I hope, I hope the oh, NFL oh, doesn't find oh, my emails. Oh, watch out! Me and the 30, me and me and me and, that, me and 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 uh, was it Bruce
0: Allen? Yeah, <laughs> have you been have you been talking to Bruce Allen lately? Have you been chatting Uh-oh. with him?
2: Well, Adam Schefter didn't give me permission to.
0: Oh, no, only if uh, if if he uh, lets you pre-approve it beforehand. Can <laughs> you can, can you comment on his uh, his storytelling?
1: <sighs>
0: oh. We... Got some some issues in the NFL, uh, out, on and off the field, of course. Of always, uh, yeah. though.
2: This is this is always. why this is part of the reason why we love it, right? We wouldn't have a Hall of Infamy if it wasn't
0: for this stuff. No kidding, uh, man. And it's, it's so crazy that so much of that stuff can't even be gotten into and talked about fully. Like this should be the type of stuff that you know the ESPN's got you know two hour freaking. Pre-game on Sunday, uh, NFL Network's got pregame all the way starting in the in the morning. This is the type of stuff that can fill those hours instead of them hemming and hawing and, and pawing around and trying to figure out how they're going to fill the time. They got stuff they can fill the time. They just can't tell it because it's too right. true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, we've we, we got we love it. We love it. We hate it. We Sometimes we love it. Sometimes we hate watch, you know, but it's 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 compelling. It's generally the it's the most compelling sport.
0: All right, one of the other uh, so that was a loss to you, uh the uh Chiefs over the potato skins, even though the Chiefs did not look very impressive and their thirty one to thirteen win. Another uh one of my losses to you was uh I gotta get the name right, Spencer Whipple. Uh which sounds like a perfect wimpy eighties wrestling manager name. Spencer Whipple leads the Arizona Cardinals to a pummeling of the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah, that's all the right. uh, I forgot all the coaches with, the, with the goop. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, they didn't need their coaches. They didn't need Cliff Kings. They didn't need those guys.
0: They didn't need it any turned out quarterback coach. Nope.
2: Yeah, didn't they, they bounce Baker. Baker Mayfield goes, uh, you know, bouncing off oh. the turf, uh, busts up his oh. shoulder. Yeah, you know, I heard it's a labrum and a a small break. It sounds like now. Um, Um, that they're saying he's going to have to have off-season surgery. And uh, it it wasn't the most compelling game uh, offensively for the Cardinals. I mean, probably their their least impressive offensive performance, and they scored 37 points.
1: (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Well, similar to the Ravens, as you were saying, when you front run, when you script it so beautifully, you don't need any damn coaches after that. When you script it up like that and just – you know, first whatever six, seven possessions you score points, uh, you don't yeah. have to worry about the, the second zip. half adjustments. Yeah. yeah,
2: when you're up 20 to zip and you yeah. can pin the ears back, it, it gets easier.
0: Yeah, that doesn't help that the Browns lost all of their skill players. You're talking about Baker. Uh, the, uh, they had receivers go down. They had all their running backs go down. Poor Kareem Hunt uh, screwed up his calf. My fantasy team got screwed up everything. No one cares about my fantasy team, I know. But, yeah. <laughs> I, I was very shocked by that, uh, by that outcome. I, I thought Cleveland would at least contend and give them a, a game, but no, Cardinals just blew them, blew their doors off. Didn't need any coaches. Didn't need any of that. Um, yeah. Six and Arizona was definitely not something that I, uh, I didn't see it coming. I don't know if anyone saw it coming. Um, the question is, you know, how it, how long is it going to last? Who's going to take them down? And then what's uh, ultimately, what's going to be the outcome of this season because every undefeated team, I think right back to the, the Steelers last year, every undefeated team eventually gets their first loss and then the league catches up, figures out, okay, how do we take them down? They're going to get everyone's best shot from here on out because they're not surprising anybody. They're, not, you know, The Cardinals aren't sneaking up on anybody the rest of the year. And ultimately what's going to happen uh, when they make it to the playoffs and, and all of their uh, top strategies and, and top – you know, top players, everything has been out there for everybody to dissect and try to figure out. They're uh, aiming to be the team that's, you know, has the target on their back when the playoffs right. are them and the Cowboys basically. Uh and the Rams. Um and the fact that they're gonna be right up there with them, you know, how's it all going to shake out? And and of course Tampa Bay, uh and and Tommy is just kinda hanging back and waiting and lurking in the wings like, Yeah, okay, good job
1: out of you guys. Okay, wait. <laughs> hey, good on you. <laughs> uh huh. Wait, wait wait till so the playoffs about- get here. You think
2: about this year's undefeated and last year's right Arizona and Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh last year was undefeated, but every week you were going, yeah, but
1: I you know, know
2: because that game they won wasn't very impressive. Arizona has only had one of those. They've they really only had that game against the Vikings that they just should have straight up lost, right? The guy missed the yeah. neck. The guy missed an old extra point, basically. <laughs> you know when you miss a twenty. One twenty-four yard, just short field goal like that. And the team wins. You don't walk out of that one. Like, yeah, we crushed it. You know? So even <laughs> if Arizona was still five and one, they've been impressive. And a lot of their wins aren't cheap. You know, you, you, look up and down. We're not sitting here going, well, yeah, they won, but yeah, it wasn't, they don't look too good to be. Um, they've, they've been fair. they've been impressive. Have they played a lot of top tier talent yet? no, not really um but you can only play the games in front of you right
0: yeah, that's what i always say you can only beat who's up there
2: and they're not going out there playing some also runs and uh you know having to pull off massive comebacks a lot of these games they're up early and they're letting those they're letting that defense get after the quarterback and you know and chandler jones I mean, he's just just wrecking people right now
0: too mhm um, uh defensive pressure, a big part of a lot of these teams' uh, success early on is so key, and yet it's almost, I feel like, overlooked because everyone's trying to go offense, offense, offense. I got to get the quarterback. I got to get the high-flying offense. I got to get offense. And, and you, you forget about if you just get some guys that can can rush the offense and rush the passer, you can make everything else better on your team because you you don't have to have a great secondary if you have pressure You can just have average secondary. You don't have to have great linebackers if you can get guys to get pressure. It's so important, and I don't know why so many teams feel like they kind of overlook it or don't really think they need it. You know, ask John Gruden, wherever he's hiding right now. uh, He would like a guy like uh, Khalil Mack to to get some pressure for his team. He he could really use someone like that. Uh,
2: Yeah, Yeah, I heard those guys are hard 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 to find. (laughs) Oh, man, we've been doing this too long.
0: Yeah, yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so one of the one of the wins I got over you. You uh, mentioned already briefly about the uh, the Vikings Cardinals uh, debacle, oh, and you also mentioned about uh, real or fake coming up. So that ties in to what I saw. Um, mm-hmm. Whatever the NFC game I was watching, uh, it ended, and then I got to see Minnesota Carolina bonus action as that game was winding down. So I actually got to see the whole end of this. So I can't speak to the uh, first three quarters of Vikings-Panthers, uh, but here's what I saw in, at the end of that game In the at the end of the fourth. A tired Vikings defense let Sam Darnold and the Panthers make a, a desperate drive for a touchdown and a two to tie it up. And the Carolina defense, and everyone's been telling me, is so damn great at all. Oh, the Panthers, D, they're number one, they're number two, they're this, they're that. Panthers still defense.
1: Still number three.
0: Still number three. If they were still really number that three. Great, If they were really that great, they then go after Carolina ties it, after uh, Sam Darnold ties it, they would then go and hold Kirk Cousins down to force overtime. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they didn't. They let Kirk throw and run and getting in the field goal range. They had the win lined up and more field uh, kicker shenanigans, more bad field goal kicking Greg Joseph wide right. So they get overtime anyway. Not because the Panthers' defense stopped the Vikings, but because the kicker screwed up the field goal. So then Minnesota goes to overtime and this great Panthers defense allows the Vikings to march right down the field on them anyway. And they get the touchdown to win the game. Fraudulent. The Panthers defense is fraudulent. 571 yards of offense out of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Dalvin cook. I don't think was even part of the proceedings. I think he was hurt. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the Vikings. That's not a you know the the Chiefs or uh, Tommy and the and the Buccaneers. That's the Minnesota Vikings that carves you up for five seventy one and you had them. The Panthers had them. Uh, if if the defense just makes a stand somewhere in the fourth quarter, uh, yep. and then they get another chance in overtime and they let them march right down the field on them. I am sorry, I am calling fake on the Panthers. We're not even doing real or fake, but I am telling you that is a fraudulent ass defense. They're not nearly as good as people think they are.
2: No, and, you know, go to the other side. I think the Vikings are better than people that are giving them credit for. They had some tough losses early, right? There was those two back-to-back, they had that Cincinnati game, and then that Arizona game that they lost both, like one in overtime, one late. I mean, they had some really tough early losses. You know, they had a really ugly game against Cleveland. Um, but they, oh, uh, Kirk Cousins is playing out of his mind right now, and I don't think anybody's talking about it.
0: He's been very, very good. He's been like, uh, this is very better than most Kurt people Cousins think. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> you, you kind of ex- you, you're wait. You always are waiting for you know the Kirk Cousins moment. You, mm-hmm. you just you're, you're you're waiting, and no, he goes for three seventy three with three touchdowns, no picks, what uh, thirteen touchdowns and two picks on the season so far. Uh, you know, it, it's like him and Mahomes slipped stats.
0: They swapped they swap bodies. It's if you did Friday. the blind,
2: if you did the blind thing, you know where you look at the two numbers, but you don't know who the quarterback is, and you said one of these is Kirk Cousins and the other one is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you wouldn't mm-hmm. be picking this one as Kirk Cousins no. right now, and he's playing. You know what? We've we've made fun of him enough that we've earned some credit to give him some praise when he's earned it, and, and he's playing really well. And they're doing sure. this. Uh, Delvin Cook. They get Delvin Cook back in this game. And he goes crazy. He goes for a buck forty.
0: Okay, he did come back for that one. Okay.
2: Oh yeah, he, he's
0: he's he's been in and out. If I so knew it's...
2: he was gonna be, if I knew he was gonna be that upright, I probably yeah. would have picked the Vikings. <laughs>
0: but
2: you just don't know, right? I you
0: mean, never know, right? Exactly. You never the know. The Running what, back coming
2: back off injury, he could t- he could play the first series, and then you know it's ghost town yep, for I'm the out. rest of the games. Right. Out.
0: I, I can't go <laughs> anymore.
2: Right. You just you don't really know with these guys. That's that's why. Thursday night game, I was glad I knew everybody who was out before I made the pick, and I still picked Cleveland.
0: The second stringers.
2: Yeah, Cleveland backups. Johnson and Case Keenum. And, and, and again, I posted this on that pick when I picked the game, that it, is it a huge drop-off from Baker Mayfield to Case Keenum?
0: Well, especially if it's a, a fucked-up Baker Mayfield with a jacked-up shoulder all year, well. I mean... If, yeah, maybe maybe that's been affecting him. Maybe that's why he has has been even less uh, uh, effective than he normally is.
2: It's possible. It's possible. But you figure no hunt, no no chub. I'm like, you know what? Cleveland's got good defense. They have a good O line. So it's not that Chubb and and uh, and Hunt are just back there, you know, evading tacklers in the backfield and creating. They're not doing the Barry Sanders thing. So they they. they the best thing that could have happened for them winning that game Thursday night was that they got the ball and just marched right down the field and got that early lead.
0: Yeah. Everything they did was working. I, I texted you. I was you frustrated. Did. You I just, weren't
2: very happy about it.
0: Uh, no, I was shaking my <laughs> head. I was just like, God damn, everything they tried to do is, is going their way. And the, the Broncos defense like melted before your eyes. Like you could see how tired they were getting. You could see, especially the last drive, the last, uh, to put them away. Uh, they needed a first down to to put it away because they were out of Denver was out of timeouts and they got, uh, Johnson had gotten a first down run. He got caught back by penalty and they decided to on third and 11 or something to run it again. And he got it again. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to just let them get first downs. No matter what, you know, no matter how far you back them up, you're just going to still let them run and, and and get the first down, I guess you don't deserve to, to win the game or, or cover the spread or anything like that. So, yeah, it was, it was, not, it was not the Broncos' night. It was definitely uh, the Browns' second stringers' night, and, and that's what I get for making fun of Case Keenum and De- Dearness Johnson.
2: De- Dearness Johnson goes 22 for a buck 46.
0: No one saw that one coming, I promise you.
2: Nobody saw 6.6 yards per rush, I, I, I think, coming – I mean, if that's what you're getting every carry, why even throw the ball? Isn't that the point with the Browns? That's what...
0: Yeah, that's the other uh, hidden lesson uh, learned in, in that Thursday nighter is, uh, as great as Kareem Hunt and and Nick Chubb are, uh, give some love to that offensive line because apparently that's what's driving everything is they can make anybody into a 140-yard ball carrier uh which is that's what you want. You, you want an old line that's going to just run down everybody and open huge holes for you, no matter who you are. So, good for the Browns and, and good for whoever's running behind them, yeah. no matter what. And
2: their you game know what? Is. Good for me because I finally won a Thursday yeah. night pick over you. Got off so, <laughs>
1: oh
2: my god, things maybe <laughs> a, things are turning. You know, you just look for these little glimmers, right? It's so nice <laughs> to start the week up a game, not down a game.
0: Yeah, your your thursday night luck had been even it, it, the, sh- the shittiest of them all in your your thursday night well yeah. you got the opener uh the season yeah. opener and i don't know if and i then, won another one after that no from there i think it was uh uh well week 3 we both had the Panthers. so but other than that it was me defeating you in every other week after uh after week 1 um until finally you. uh a couple nights ago yeah, so. and
2: of course, in, in true me fashion, it's the totally illogical pick that comes through for me.
0: <laughs> it's the just because, yeah, of course. Yeah,
2: Yeah. oh wait, Cleveland doesn't have their starting quarterback, both their starting running backs, you know, the wide receivers are banged up, yeah, they're going to win.
1: Yeah,
0: sure, why not. Uh, uh. So what else in week six uh, stood out to you?
2: Look here, Uh, of course Jacksonville won, so we don't need to talk a lot about that. That one was easy, man, Miami's junk.
0: <laughs> you know, uh, what? I do want to talk a little bit about it because I, it, it was football. I was, you know, again, away last uh, Sunday, the, Sunday, you know, week five, I wasn't uh, available to watch any football. So I was just so happy this past Sunday to watch some football. I watched the whole damn game. I didn't, you know, sit there and take extensive notes. because The Dolphins and the Jaguars, uh, but I did watch the whole damn game. Uh, so the Dolphins and the Jaguars from London, yeah, they both stick. Okay. That yeah, Absolutely. And Miami actually looked like much the better team for three quarters of the game and still managed to lose. Yeah, uh, they're bad. Long long field goals, got it done by, by Matthew Wright for the Jaguars. So uh, I'll say this, at least Trevor Lawrence doesn't look totally overwhelmed anymore. I said the little bit of uh, impression I got of him was that the game was way, way too fast for him when he first, uh, when he opened the season. All Again, all these rookie quarterbacks, There's a glimmer there. There's something like, okay, I see it. I see why he got picked that high. Uh, So I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence has arrived and everything is turning around, but uh, he did not look completely like, oh, my God, everything is just happening so fast for me. So that's good for him. Um, Yeah, Brian Flores got outcoached by Urban Meyer. Um, Son, I I don't think you're long for this job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. You got outcoached by Urban Meyer. So the grinder. Like first win. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The knee biters, um, that was, uh, that they, they we still were
2: all, boy, you want to talk about <laughs> not locking up a game then you regret not locking up. Yeah. How, I mean, I pretty much mailed it in for the, for the lions after saying, uh, how do you, how do you come back after making your coach cry? Right. And, and, yeah. and at home, and you let Cincinnati come in there and do that to you, and Joe Burrow again, uh, just lighten it up. I mean, Joe Burrow has been really good. I mean, it's just, you know, one, what, his second season now, and uh, is everything, like you know, he's...
0: One and a half season, because last year he you know,
1: missed the whole second season. Yeah, the, so he year. played,
2: he played, so he has now played 16 full games, right? Yep. And... His quarterback rating 95.3, 4,228 yards in those 16 games. Uh, You know, 7.3 yards per attempt, although he's at 8.9 so far this season, but that's a lot of Jamar Chase. You know, that's a lot mm-hmm. of bombs to Jamar Chase, but, you know, 27 touchdowns, 12 picks. That That's basically his first full rookie season right now. He just finished his rookie season, and uh, that that's not bad.
0: No, it, what I'll say again is it reminds me of my whole Sam Bradford hate all those years, is if you're the number one overall pick, yeah. show me something to justify that you were a number one overall pick. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> well, that's Joe is Burrow is showing problem. you why he was a number one overall pick. Sam Bradford Sam, in his 71-year career never once yeah. showed me why he no. deserved to be a number one overall Sam pick. Bradford was the same guy
2: every year. He wasn't a number one pick. He was like a third-round pick every year. He was, you know, he wasn't he wasn't good. He was,
0: he was just a guy. Serviceable.
2: Yeah. He, he was a, a middle-tier NFL quarterback. There's no shame in that. It's not his fault he was the number, right? It's not his fault he got all the money. You can't blame him.
0: He's not gonna give it back, and nor should he. No,
2: and no, and uh, but yeah, I, I know that's your boy. You you love Sam Bradford.
0: It's every still cra- one...
2: You are still crapping
0: on him <laughs> to this day. Every number, number one you... pick just reminds me of that. <laughs> that's what it's supposed to look like. Not this what is, Bradford yeah, this, was doing this year too for
2: Joe Burrow. Looks like this is why I was trying to give you know trying to give Lou some hope. Like this is what you this is your what you want. This is what you want to see. You know, because Burrow was, he was all right. You know, he, he, he was, he had moments last year. You, you can clearly see he was a rookie. He was a little overmatched. His team wasn't very good. His stats weren't bad, but now he's in his second season. He's got more weapons. They get him the receiver. They bolster offensive line. And oh oh yeah, this is
0: what it should look like. It looks better. Oh, that's what every organization should do is, is get the quarterback and then put the tools yeah. around him to see if the Jets can pull that off. And
2: and they, and they may be the surprise team, you know, through six weeks. But you know, more the good side. Ever. Some, on the good side because there are some surprise teams on the negative side, right? And uh, uh, we
0: talked about the Potato skins earlier. Yes,
2: we talked about them. Their that defense is really what's letting them down. Um, but of, of course, of course, uh, of course, the Steelers let Geno Smith hang around and then strip sack him in overtime because that's just what happens. So oh God, Gino Smith,
0: <laughs> That's Gino Smith in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen, that's um, that was that game. Back. that was a, that was a weird game. That Sunday night, it was, it was uh, the Seahawks dedication to running behind Alex Collins versus the Steelers dedication to throwing to Deontay Johnson. Who's going to come out on top? Cause neither one of those teams wanted to do anything different than that. They Seattle didn't want to do anything but run and, Big Ben didn't want to do anything but just target Deontay Johnson. It goes to overtime. And yeah, Geno trying to be Russ, basically. Trying to be Russ Wilson. Uh trying to run and and get downfield and avoid the pressure. Yeah. And TJ Watt says, no, nah, get nah, get get back here. Let me let me knock that ball away and, and take this take this W and get the field goal and get out of here. And uh Yeah, that was the second week in a row. Geno Smith basically had a chance to be the hero and oh god, Geno Smith.
2: But if you're Pittsburgh, it's the Mike Tomlin special, right?
0: Let a team hang around it. You, you maybe let shouldn't be team, hanging around. you
2: let Geno Smith <laughs> hang around. You let Alex Collins run for 100 yards.
0: And we got smacked for it. We, I we have both no idea who Pittsburgh Alex Collins and, is. It could don't be either. Phil
2: Collins for all I know.
0: <laughs> is he playing in the air tonight?
2: That's right. Uh, <sighs>
0: And we both got caught. We we uh, did I we uh, did, did. I not play the Elvis for
2: and and the sad part was after we made the pick we called it that's, mm-hmm. that's shame on us.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't put Elvis on the uh, on the sheet uh, when I put the picks up, but I did play the I do remember playing the music that we knew we were caught in the trap and we still uh, made the pick anyway. Yeah. So
2: that we went, we went with the Steelers. We went with Mike Tomlin to cover against a really bad the, the team. You should just roll up if you're any good. You should have just. Sent them packing very quickly and dispatched them, and and they were trying too early. I mean, you know, they 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 got midway through the third quarter, they had a ten point lead, and then just stopped playing football.
1: Yeah,
0: pretty much. Um, I briefly mentioned the Cowboys earlier. Uh, they uh, they gave they gave the Patriots many chances there, but. Uh, because again Bill Belichick just doesn't have the horses on either side of the ball he just can't you know yeah. he, you can see him trying to coach it out of these guys and trying to coach him but he's just, he just you can't do it if you don't have the guys you don't have the guys so uh that one goes to overtime as well but um well, and because we, of a and, missed uh, field goal
2: and on the positive side uh since we and this also goes to help because we don't like talking about the NFC East well that's good because yeah. uh, it's over <laughs>
0: It's all over.
2: I I I mean, do you see anybody jumping up and, and running down Dallas with that three game lead? Now that's not barring disaster or maybe right. you know, like that goes down. I mean I'm just saying we're through six games now for all of those teams. None of those teams are as good as Dallas.
0: No. Obviously barring injury there's nobody is as, as good as I think I, I knew that anyway before the season. Like talent-wise, the Cowboys have the best team in that division, and usually do, but because they're the Cowboys, they find a way to, to mess it up. Yeah, it's so Mike that's McCarthy
2: was, and it's, it's Mike McCarthy yeah. and, and and Dan Quinn. I mean, <laughs> but is this is—is this a testament to them, or is, I think this is more of a testament to just how bad the rest of that division is right now.
0: Uh, there's a little bit of competition, uh, but I, I want to give the Cowboys their credit. Uh, Zeke is running wild, doing what he's supposed to do. Dak is playing his ass off, coming back from injury. And you keep men- uh, making fun of Dan Quinn. He, that, he's got that defense uh, making plays. He's a great he's got,
2: defensive coordinator.
0: Yeah. He's, he's, great. he's a great defensive coordinator. Every INT, I and, T, and uh, yeah, they, they're making it happen. Um,
2: yeah. that, that was clearly his forte. I mean, he's just not a coach material problem is is you get this you're a head coach and you're you know you have a bad situation you leave in disgrace you blow all the leads you go back to being a coordinator and then you wow everybody and then you go on the rehabilitation tour somebody some bad team some idiot is going to give dan Duin another <laughs> head coaching job it's gonna and happen
1: he,
0: and he won't necessarily uh have uh he, he'll he'll, he'll He might deserve it is what I was trying to to say. It it won't be where it's a charity case or someone got fooled. He might do a good enough job defensively and rehabilitate to deserve a a second shot and whether he he might fail at that too. But I I don't think he's, uh, you know, doing anything to to make it go, well, he should never get a second chance. I I think he's probably going to deserve a second chance by the time he gets one. Well, I'm a little still. I want
2: that stink off. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm wondering where Eric uh, Enemy's first chance is, is. Is all I'm trying to say. I'm, you know, some of these guys that don't even get a, don't even get one chance, and before we get a, other guys second chances. Um, all right, so we got uh, week seven but he coming gets, up. But he
2: gets interviewed for every job. He's a professional interviewer now.
0: Some guys get interviewed for a lot of jobs and never get them. And, and there's, He's a, there's the Rudy a common Rule denominator guy now. Yes, there's a common denominator through those, and that's exactly what that's all about. All right, uh, so week seven coming up. It's a bit of an abbreviated schedule. We got six teams on by, and then it's also abbreviated by the fact that there's some blowout games on the schedule that we're going to dedicate very little time to.
2: Three massive yeah. uh well and it's going to be interesting too cuz we have to talk about next week cuz there's a chance you might be going solo next week. Uh-oh. So our whole Loan. our whole schedule for next week pretty much Thursday through Sunday uh is full. And it's just mm. I'm just looking at it like I don't know where I'm going to squeeze in a pick.
1: Okay,
0: well we'll uh, so, get to all so of that.
2: You might have to call Lou um uh, and uh oh, Rice. You should get lewin and <laughs> you could have. too the Jets aren't playing the Steelers? You could have them uh, duke it out on the air. Although we haven't heard Bryce. Uh, Bryce we haven't on, heard uh, from back,
0: Bryce's last year. He's back in he, witness.
2: Well, you know, Bryce likes the, the Steelers are winning. Uh huh. He likes to call in when they're good. He kind right. of goes, goes dark when they're when they're not so good.
0: Yeah, they're they're only five hundred right now. Wait till they get uh, right. four or five games over. <laughs> So uh, we'll get to our week seven picks after I tell you all about the wonderful ways you can listen to this podcast. You are listening live to In Much Less Detail, the podcast. Not on the radio, but only here on the website, blogtalkradio.com slash in much less detail. To be notified when we're live, you can follow the show on the Blog Talk Radio website, or you can follow my Twitter feed at imlddray when I tweet out when we're live before every show. Jason is on Twitter too. His feed is at IMLDJTG. Our show is available as a podcast where you get the live show and a special VIP after show. To listen to the show as a podcast about an hour or so after the live show is over, come back to the show page and look through our archives or subscribe on iTunes or any number of different podcasting apps including player.fm, Mixcloud, Blueberry, and the TuneIn Radio app. You'll get the whole show, the live show, and the after show downloaded straight to you. You can always send us a question or comment or shout out via email to the following email address, inmuchlessdetail at gmail.com. You can follow all of our picks on our blog. The website for the blog is inmuchlessdetail.blogspot.com. Our Thursday Night Picks will be available Thursday afternoon on our Twitter feeds. Again, that's at Dre and at IMLDJTG. This copyrighted broadcast is a production of J and Me, and is solely performed for our entertainment, as well as for any poor soul who happens to be listening. It is intended to be a football pick show for the private, non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, retransmission, or any other use of the descriptions and accounts of this podcast without the express written consent of Jay or me is strictly prohibited. Week 7 in the NFL. A little light on action and a little light on real good games. They can't all be winners, but it's the NFL and we'll still watch and we'll still love it anyway. um, And I want you to remind me if we... Uh, get to the after show, and I have uh, time. Um, and I'm a little out of breath because I got up and got something to drink, but my knee is killing me, so I had to really hustle and try to get back here on time. Um, but I had a, uh, uh, I know one of your favorite topics um, about a about a, a story about cancel culture and how it can work uh, both ways. Uh, I think it's an interesting little story. It Won't take very long, but I might forget if we get to that. But uh, yeah, we got. The rest of Week 7 to uh, pick, so you ready to rock and roll?
2: I'm ready. All right. week week 6 right. I'm done with Week 6. I'm not here to talk about the past.
0: That's right. Hey, 8 and 6, you should be uh, happy about Week 6. Is this one of your better weeks? No, no. 1 and 0. <laughs> 1 and 0 in Week 7. I, I got you. All right, let's see if we can start busting some L's for you in Week 7 after your one win. The Washington Potato Skins and the Green Bay Packers uh, up there in your neck of the woods at Lambeau Field. Washington 2 and 4, Green Bay 5 and 1. And the Washington football team and your, your buddy, the beer man, uh, Tyler Heineken, uh, they're eight-point underdogs at Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The Packers don't own Washington. They own Chicago.
2: Yeah, that's right. They, they don't. If, if Washington's defense was better, I think I'd be more, uh, more apt to pick them. This feels like the kind of spot where they could go in there and get that defense if they had last year's defense. This year's defense, especially on the back end, is so bad. Um they're not getting a hold, they're not getting a ton of pressure, and you can just throw all over this team. So if we're worried if if we want to see if Aaron Rodgers still has anything left in the tank, uh he should absolutely shred uh this this Washington secondary. I, I, and then and the Packers defense, uh which I believe is ranked sixth right now in the NFL very quietly, um, has been playing really well. I don't know if they, they, they started shooting up the rankings. I, I don't want to say that there's a coincidence here, but uh, when Kevin King got hurt, they <laughs> started shooting up in the defensive rankings. It's amazing uh, that, that that Stokes is uh, at that cornerback position. He's pretty much their cornerback one right now, with Jair Alexander having been banged up. I don't think Washington has enough offensive firepower. I think the Packers' defense has been quietly very good. I think Rodgers torches that pretty awful Washington secondary. I'll take the Packers, give the points.
0: Yeah, they uh, you talked about adding Jalen Smith, you know, taking a chance on a guy that got released by the Cowboys, plenty of talent. And uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to use Whitney Merciless tomorrow, but they picked him up after the Houston Texans cut him. Yeah. I, I like those those moves, you know, just – add talented guys to the mix and see what happens. You know, what, what can go wrong? You know, if they are not yeah. if they don't work out, you throw them back on the street. So I don't have any problem with any of those. Um, you know, anytime the, the Washington defense wants to start the season, that, that'd be fine with me um, because they haven't started playing yet, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, DFL in passing right now uh, going against Aaron Rodgers. But I guess I'm looking at the uh, Packers not being – quite as impressive. I I talked about that during their, uh, talking about their Bears win is that they were, you know, the Bears were hanging around. They were there uh, in the fourth quarter. And Green Bay, you know, 17th, tied for 17th in in rushing yards per game, tied, you know, only 21st in passing yards per game. Maybe they get it better uh, as the season goes on, but right now they're just kind of meh. I mean, they did what they had to do to win, but. I don't know if they're, you know, quite as much world beaters as people think they are. It's the Packers, so if they're good, people are going to think they're, you know, they should be favored by a touchdown plus, you know, no matter who they play at home. So I guess I understand that, but yeah, they're not. That offense isn't clicking quite fully. I can see Washington losing that game by a touchdown. So I'm actually going to take the uh, the eight points. I'm going to give Washington one more chance to try to be competitive and show me something. So see how that works good. out for me.
2: I like that. You took them last week too.
0: Yeah, yeah, didn't didn't quite work. All right, Atlanta and Miami, one of those games that you know it's we pick them all. Uh, the two and three Falcons visiting the one and five dumpster fire Dolphins, and boy, they are. Did, did they win their opener and they're zero and five since? Is that am I that right? That sounds right. Uh. Yeah, they beat New England. They went to New England in the opener and won by one point, and they have not won
2: since. And think about where we were at that point when we were thinking about the Dolphins coming off of that that good but not great season last year, right? Yep. And where they are now. Home dogs against the Falcons.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Again, Brian Flores, you got outcoached by Urban Meyer. (sighs) And, yes, they are indeed uh, home dogs. Whatever you think of uh, the Atlanta Falcons, they are favored by one-and-a-half at Miami.
2: Well, I'll tell you whatever you think about Atlanta, Atlanta hasn't played a football game in two weeks. So they're they're rested. And Miami is one of the few teams that has to play in London and then come back and play again.
1: Did they
0: choose Uh, to do that? Why would you do that?
2: I don't know. Atlanta played that London game against the Jets. Then they got the bye week. They're back. They're right. mostly healthy. Uh, Miami goes to goes to England. Tua plays maybe one of the best games he's played as a quarterback since he came into the league, and they still lose the game. If you expect him to do that two weeks in a row, you're crazy. I'll, I'll take the Falcons, give the points. <laughs>
0: Uh, mostly healthy, but unfortunately uh, probably their best defender, Dante Fowler for the Falcons uh, went on IR with a knee injury so that's a a loss there but Miami of course is dealing with all their assorted injuries, three cornerbacks are banged up Uh, the top three corners are all messed up and I don't know if they're going to play and again, why are the Dolphins playing after they were in London just last week I do not understand the point of, of that, I don't know if they chose to do that or not uh, Deshaun Watson's peeps keep pushing this idea, this really yeah. getting getting dealt to Miami. Um, I, again, I we talked about this all offseason. Miami is really stupid. I don't think they're quite that stupid. I don't think they're. I think this is just you know, it's either Deshaun Watson's people or the Texans that keep putting this out there that all oh, it's it's about to happen. It's imminent. It's about to. There was, like, one day this past week where the report was that it was imminent, and then the next day, uh, Dolphins have no interest in Deshaun Watson. Okay. Yeah, Tua's Tua's our
2: guy. I I don't know, but Brian Flores keeps having to give votes of confidence to Tua. That's not a good look either.
0: No, it's not. Um, Yeah, I don't know if they – really have any confidence in Tua at this point. I don't know know how you could, but I really don't think they're interested. I think Deshaun Watson is interested in going to Miami for for different reasons. I think there's uh, plenty of good (laughs) massage parlors down there, but I don't think Miami is interested in bringing him in. But you never know. Um, Yeah, you don't like uh, Miami coming off the the, the trip to New England and Atlanta coming in uh, on a bye week on a rest. I don't like Miami getting juiced by Trevor Lawrence um, and then now they get Matty Ice, which should be an even uh, worse situation. I know it's not the same Matty Ice, but it's still a much better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. Um, you really don't like the Dolphins in this spot, and I like them even less than you do. I can't believe I'm doing this with the Atlanta Falcons. But... I, I'm wow. locking up the you Falcons.
2: You know what? You got, you, you got, you're playing with house money right now on these locks. So I'm up
0: one. I can do whatever I want, right? Enjoy it. If I lose the four, then uh, it's on me, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm locking in the Falcons. That's how that's definitely not a, a pick on the Falcons or that I have a, all this Atlanta love. That's definitely going against what might be the, the worst trending team in, in football. Uh, right
2: stu- now. It might be the stupidest team in football.
0: <laughs> it might be just the worst. I mean, I know the well, Lions we always are have winless.
2: that, you know, we always have that, team every year gets we don't give an award out for it but throughout the year usually we kind of figure out you know who the we know who the FedEx team is and who the stupidest team you know and it's usually the Cowboys and the Lions fighting for that stupidest team in football tag um, but no I I think Miami is, is, is starting to, to get there I don't know how that organization's being run and how they fell off the cliff so fast and hard
0: uh, mismanagement and, and probably some injuries sprinkled in as well. But, yeah, it's, it's bad. It's real bad. All right, on to uh, one of only two divisional games all week, uh, Jets-Patriots. We talked about this, of course, with uh, Lou in Jersey. Uh, the one and Jersey. The 1-4 and Jets and the 2-4 and four Patriots. Yuck. Uh, this is already a divisional rematch because in week two, as we talked about, Zach Wilson, four INTs and zero touchdowns. Uh, as the home-standing Jets lost to the Patriots, twenty-five to six, and I'm I going on a limb and say that Jack, Zach Wilson will not throw four interceptions uh, in this game tomorrow. I think he has improved that much that I, I have full confidence in saying that he's not going to do that again. He might not do much better, but he's not going to do that. And the Jets are off to buy as well uh, as you t- as you talked about the Falcons Jets game uh, in London a couple weeks ago, and they both got the bye last week. So. Jets coming in technically fresher, still underdogs, seven point dogs at the Patriots. I,
2: I'd love to take the Jets here. I can't. I I have no reason to. They, they ha Who do they have? <laughs> they they still have nobody. And and the only rookie quarterback other than General Mills, you know, yeah. who's the only one who's been able to seemingly solve the the Bill Belichick against a rookie thing. Uh, in a game they still lost, by the way, uh, Houston did. Uh, so they didn't solve it all the way. So I figure even if the Jets can just split the difference from their last game, eh, they're still going to lose by about 10. So I'll just – I'll give the points. And, and, oh, God, we pick them all. This is a bad game.
0: Yeah, we do. I don't have uh, any other things to add uh, insight-wise. Um, New England already ripped the Jets. Did New York learn anything from that? the is Mac Jones learning? Uh, he is actually learning to go uh, deeper, uh, go deep in this, with his passes. He was so uh, reined in in those first few games where he was basically just check down Charlie, as we talked about, and you know, completing you know, 10, 20, 30, 50 passes in a row, and none of them were in the end zone. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, wake me when he actually throws some touchdowns. He's he's going deeper now, so he's getting, uh, he, he's showing me something. He's you know, all of them, all those first round picks are showing me a little something. Mac Jones is showing me a little something, getting a little better. Um, so yeah, I'm going to have Zach Wilson not throw four INTs, but at whatever improvement he's doing, I think Mac Jones is improving uh, on an even better pace. So I will concur with you and give the seven and take the Patriots. On to, should be the game of the week, uh, Tennessee again at home, game of the week uh, territory. Uh, this time they're hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, KC at 3-3, three and three, and Lord knows what kind of Chiefs team you're going to get from one week to the next, and Tennessee at 4-2. and two. Tennessee is a home dog, again, in this spot, but money is definitely going on them because they opened, I believe, around the same six that Buffalo was the favorite on Monday night, and now it's down to four. So Kansas City minus four at Tennessee. Uh,
2: Until Kansas City cleans up the sloppiness that they've had on offense, you can turn the ball over against Washington and and, and survive. You're not going to be able to be sloppy with the football against this Tennessee team uh who by the way has already turned over opponents 26 times takeaways they've only played 6 games that's <laughs> insane uh i'm sorry that's 5 they're 26th ranked i'm crazy oh
0: oh but <laughs> that the chiefs that was a big DFL.
2: number <laughs> i thought that was a big number the chiefs um it's late the chiefs are right. dfl turning the ball over you can't do that so yeah Tennessee their defense isn't very good the Chiefs offense is but they just make too many sloppy mistakes which means that puts more pressure on the even worse defense on the field in this game which is the Chiefs defense can't stop the run can't stop the throw and, and I just I can't trust the Chiefs if Mahomes is out there throwing two picks every game that that is a tall task to overcome if you're playing a quality opponent. It's not working for them against good teams. They're able to overcome this against the Eagles and Washington. You're not going to overcome this against the Chargers and the Titans and the Bills. So I'll I'll take the Titans
0: to win the game. Yeah, they might get a little defensive help back. They've been definitely missing uh the pass rush with uh Chris Jones, uh some defensive back field help with uh Charvarius Ward. They they might get them back, uh but it's unclear. They're, they're questionable. they're trying to work their way back. For the Titans, uh, Taylor Lawan, the left tackle, is not going to play. We uh, Those of us that were watching the Monday night game saw him get you know body boarded off the field with that nasty looking concussion where he just basically, his body just went limp uh, after his uh, head jammed into somebody. Um, Julio is going to try to play. Julio Jones and that hammy has been up and down and in and out of the lineup, but he's he's going to try to get out there. A.J. Brown did make his return. Uh, last uh, Monday night, and, and had a, an impact in the second half. Um, yeah, I, I look. I like Tennessee. I, I've always uh, liked the, the Titans and the way they play, and, and you know, probably uh, supported them more than maybe I should, being here in, in their home state. I still look back at that playoff game against uh, the Ravens, and I go, "Wow, they just had no idea what they wanted to do. They had no no chance, and they just." They, they went away from themselves, and I, I should have seen it coming because that's what the Titans do uh, in, uh, in in those big playoff situations, unfortunately, but regular season, they can they can put it on anybody. Uh, the way they play, uh, they can put a hurting on, on anyone. They put it on the Bills Monday night. Uh, I, I like the Titans to maul the Kansas City defense much better than the Buffalo Bills defense, which is uh, a slight lot better than the Chiefs. And Pat Mahomes is leading a very volatile offense. uh, And Pat Mahomes himself is playing very volatile, throwing bad interceptions off of one foot and other interceptions off other guys' hands. Um, Now, KC should badly exploit the Tennessee secondary, but so should have the Buffalo Bills. uh, And that didn't quite work out either. Uh, But how can you trust the Chiefs to do so right now, the way they're playing? Um, So I, I do have a PFF stat that I saw. Actually, not even PFF. It's just uh, regular stat. Um, Twenty-five percent uh, pressure rate. Twenty-five and a half percent pressure rate for the Tennessee Titans this year so far, which is not just pretty good, but for them that's excellent because that's been their biggest defensive issue over the years: is so much prop, so many problems trying to find someone to to provide pressure and and rush the quarterback. Secondaries have always been uh, average to below average, but uh, as we have seen so many times, you get a a pass rush and that hides your your secondary and you can have an average secondary when you get some pressure. So the Titans, uh, you know, they bring in Bud Dupree to get some other guys playing above their heads a little bit. And the the Titans are actually uh, putting some pressure on guys and, Right now, it looks like that's the way to get to Pat Mahomes, uh, you know, similar to how do you beat Tom Brady, bust him in the fucking mouth. We've only been saying that for you know, 20 years. Um, the way to get to Pat Mahomes right now is to pressure him into making bad decisions and, and dumb mistakes, which is not what he did his first couple of years in the league, but he's doing it right now. So I'm with you. I, I like the Titans uh, to, to win the game. I'm not locking up Tennessee for a third week in a row. Actually, I already locked up Atlanta, so I couldn't lock not yeah,
2: up. Yeah, can't, can't, the way you were talking about this game, I'm like, you know you can't lock two games up.
0: I cannot, I cannot lock another team because I've already locked somebody. Um, that's true, but um, maybe if I, if we had two locks or something, maybe I would. I don't know, but no, we're and, not doing two locks. Uh, I don't think he's had a two hundo yet. This might be the first. Kansas, let me see, five point two yards per carry. That's what the Chiefs are giving up so far on the year, and now they get to play Derek Henry. Yeah, this may be, this may, may be two bills. There's no doubt. Uh, So it should be fun. Uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore is the uh, only other divisional matchup this week. And it's interesting uh, because the Bengals are four and two and whatever you want to label them, surprise team or whatever, uh, coming up team, bubbling under uh, against the five and one Ravens who are playing uh, quietly, about as good as you can play. Because what have we been talking about? The Ravens are missing is some consistency downfield passing, and that's what Lamar Jackson is providing so far this year. So they're tough. They are double tough. But the uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals are tough as well. Uh, four and two Bengals are six and a half point dogs going into
3: Baltimore.
2: Uh, yeah. So we're talking about we talk about Joe Burrow. We talk about Jamar Chase, Joe, Joe Mixon. We talk all about that uh, that Cincinnati offense. That's the 21st-ranked offense in football. but nobody is talking about is that Cincinnati's got the 8th-ranked defense in all of football, the Bengals, right? Uh, you know, top 10 against the run, 13th uh, against the pass. They're holding teams under 20 points a game. So we're not talking much about the defense. Now, is this real or fake time? Has Cincinnati really played? You know, a lot of quality teams. They've played
3: some. They've played some
2: okay teams. I mean, you know, they 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 played the what the NFC North so far. They played uh, the Bears. They played the Vikings. They played the Packers. They, they hung in or won uh, some of those. You know, they 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 played the Packers pretty tough. They uh, lost to the Bears. They barely beat the Vikings. They haven't really had to get into the meat and potatoes of their schedule, and I, I got to tell you, this is this has got sunning all over it. This, this mm-hmm. feels this this feels like that up and coming team going going into Baltimore, a, a team that you you can't prepare for. This team, you, you can't prepare for for the Lamar Jackson show, and then the running game, which is just they just put guys. It's Latavius Murray, Murray and Devontae Freeman right now. Producing because just the threat of Lamar Jackson running the football opens up so much, and and he's actually been he's been I throwing the football so far this year. I, I don't think Cincinnati is prepared for this situation. I think by virtue of their record, I don't think Baltimore is look, coming into this game going that ah, these are just the you know same old Bengals. No, this is a four and two Bengals team. That's put a couple, like they put that game against Pittsburgh. They put some things on their resume, I think, that's going to have this one much more on the radar of the Ravens than it would in a normal year. Uh, I think the Ravens beat them and cover.
0: Yeah, we talked about uh, uh, Baltimore. We talked about um, Miami being uh, the... Winning their first game and, and going winless since then, one and five. Baltimore's the uh, the anti Miami. They lost <laughs> that crazy opener on Monday night to the, the to the Raiders uh, in Vegas, yeah. And haven't lost since. They've just been ripping people and and doing it in diff- many different ways. They can hit you with the run still. They you know it's not like they've fallen off on running the ball. They're still averaging four point nine yards per run. It's just that they're also adding the deep ball and averaging eight point seven yards per freaking throw. Uh, which I never thought I would see that out of Lamar Jackson. I would still, you know, first third of the season is still a long way to go. Will they finish anywhere near that high? We'll see. Time will tell. Um, uh, Latavius Murray isn't even uh, playing tomorrow, so get ready for Le'Veon Bell to run for a hundo uh, against Cincinnati. Doesn't matter. Full guy. Doesn't matter. Guys off the street you used to run in the in the league, get ready and get a call because Baltimore might be calling out you. I don't know if Matt Forte is still in shape, but they'll call him the and Warwick, he'll get a Dunn
2: is going to yeah. be playing tomorrow.
0: Yep, whoever. Doesn't matter. Um, I was hearing all week on different podcasts and then reading in several places that the big matchup of this game is going to be Joe Burrow versus the Blitz because we know – Baltimore loves the Blitz. They're always uh, trading off with Pittsburgh 1-2 each year as to which team Blitz, uh, Blitzes the most. But I've been reading and hearing all week, Joe Burrow's number one versus the Blitz. Joe Burrow's number one versus the Blitz. So oh, yeah. whoever yeah. <laughs> whoever the Bengals have been beating and, and running up this 4-2 and record against, Joe Burrow apparently has been hanging in there against the Blitzes of all these teams, uh, and he's the number one rated passer in football so far this year versus the Blitz. Not all blitzes are created equal. Uh, so this is not the normal blitz that he'll be seeing from all these teams. This is the Wink Martindale blitz. This is some serious exotic shit that he's going to be seeing. Uh, that's what the the Ravens love to do, especially against quarterbacks that don't have a lot of experience. And as much as we've been talking about Burrow, you brought it up. This is only game 17. He's only played one real full season of football. He's still uh, an, uh, and under under experience i won't call him inexperienced but under experienced quarterback at this stage um so he's going to see some things i, I believe uh baltimore's going to throw some things at him that he hasn't seen uh we know baltimore will run down cincinnati's throats uh why would baltimore not double jamar chase when they do blitz i i don't think that I, I know i'm not a coach i've never coached at any level but i don't think that's too hard of a question to ask i don't think that's uh, something that doesn't make sense. I think that makes all the sense in the world. You you run your blitz packages, but whatever you do behind the blitzes, make sure you got two guys looking out for Jamar Chase and make him make Joe Burrow beat you with anyone else. And if he does, then you tip your hat. Uh, but I, I agree. I don't think he's going to. I, I think it's going to be close. I don't think Baltimore's going to just blow their doors off. I don't think it's going to be quite a sunning, uh, but I think it's going to be Baltimore by a touchdown plus uh, just on the basis of being – uh, playing as hot as they are, being as talented as they are, and just they, they know how to win. You know, John Harbaugh, as I uh, talk about often on the show, is one of my favorite coaches because he just he knows how to win. He knows how to get his guys prepared, um, and I think they're going to be prepared for this one uh, to, to take it to Cincinnati and, and show them what what they're all about. So, uh, a stunning in a way, but not you know quite as maybe dominant as you think. Uh, but I will concur and give it the six and a half. Should be good. It'll
2: be really, it'll be really interesting. I'm um, just looking back last year because uh, the Ravens have only played Joe Burrow once because the second time they played last year, Burrow was out. So they played Joe Burrow one time last year. Uh, it was a 27 to three Ravens win.
1: Yeah,
2: and they sacked Joe Burrow seven times. Mm. So it'll be Probably interesting the... to see the change from year one to year two uh, in that matchup because they clearly knew they were playing a rookie quarterback and they went and they went and got him.
0: Yeah. Uh, probably one of the games that, you know, put the focus on the Bengals organization to say, okay, we got to get this kid some help and we got to get him some protection fast, because uh, otherwise he's not going to be here very long. All right, moving on to Panthers Giants. How well, long going to spin on this?
2: the one. fever. <laughs>
0: The 3-3 three and three Panthers are favored on the road. Uh, they are minus three at Danny Dimes and the 1-5 Giants, who will not have Saquon Barkley again.
2: I'll tell you what, though. I, I kind of agree with you, which means you're probably going to pick the Panthers,
0: but <laughs> Panthers
2: are writing that start. And, and They're getting a lot of mileage out of looking really good for three weeks. Uh, we're in week seven now. They haven't looked really good in a month. And I just, I don't trust them as a road favorite. Uh, Sam Darnold kind of gets to quote quote, unquote, go home again here. Uh, Gets to go back to, uh, you know, play in New York. It'll be really interesting to see the reception that he gets coming in there. (laughs) Um, You know, even though this is a Giants crowd, uh, I don't know how much intermixing there is. It's a weird city. Um, It's a very, it's a very aware city. But Sam Darnold hasn't played very well. He's turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, they had to come back against the Vikings and the Viking, like you said, the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and that running game and Dalvin Cook just absolutely lit up on the road in Carolina. That that number three Carolina defense. Uh, I got a little paper champions going on here with Carolina. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll take mm. the Giants
0: and, and and the points at home. Paper champions, all they are, all they ever will be. Um, the uh, Giants are also going to be missing wide receivers, Kenny Dodd today, and Kadarius Toney, who have been showing some promise. So, uh, speaking of paper champions, Giants... But I believe I believe, and, and I believe they're getting uh, Slayton
2: back this week, though. Oh, uh, is
0: Darius Slayton finally returning?
2: I believe so. I see he's listed as probable,
0: so okay. he'll
2: probably play. <laughs> Very
0: good.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: you're, you're good for one of those a show. Um... Yeah, Carolina paper champions. Carolina Deacon. Uh, yeah, they're I, I, I call them fraudulent. There's no doubt about that. But I'm looking at the uh, Giants and their tenth rank passing offense, and I'm looking at some fraudulence there too. Uh, <laughs> well, but I, Danny Dimes is the number two quarterback. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> Top graded, all that bullshit. Look, uh, the Panthers Deacon get their rep back by by blowing up the uh, the Giants like the Rams did last week. So there's your chance right there. If you want to uh, get some reputation, there it is. Um, I was uh, laughing at some footage that I saw on a website uh, showing what Hassan Reddick did to the Giants last year as a member of the Cardinals. I had forgotten about this. But Hassan Reddick last year had five sacks uh, as a Cardinal against the New York Giants last year. All by himself, he had five sacks. Uh, probably earned himself a, the contract that he got from the Carolina Panthers just on that on the basis of that game alone. Uh, that's so, his,
2: yeah, that's his hype tape, right
0: there. Yeah, that's there the hype real.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: so he's going to come back in there uh, to, to New York and, and try to wreck shop and, and the Panthers defense. Yeah, I, I am taking the Panthers and I am giving the three. Yeah, they can they can get some they can save some face. They can get some some rep back. I, I probably don't want to trust the Panthers on the road in most situations either, but this is the giants at home. And if there's a home team that I trust less than the giants, I don't know if there is. Cause man, that, that's always like, there's just something about the giants at home. They're so good at disappointing their crowd. It's just, it's such a natural thing to pick against the giants at home because they always seem to, to do this. It's like picking Red Sox uh, uh, opponents. Like they love to lose at Fenway Park, and, and people don't realize how much money there is to be made off of picking against Boston at home because they're always such huge favorites. Everyone, oh, it's Boston. They always win. Eh, their their home record isn't all that great, and uh, neither is the Giants. So, yeah, I am going. Uh, I am going with the with the with the paper champions, with the Panthers. Uh, I do all right. have
1: to
2: say, real real quickly here, it looks like uh, it looks like the Braves just uh, won the pennant. Um, oh. That makes me sad. Uh, I was actually rooting uh, for a Dodgers-Astros rematch now that I have no rooting interest left. Um, Just
0: because you wanted to see the Astros get uh, their heads uh, thrown at? I
2: I wanted Joe Kelly to pitch every inning of that (laughs) World
0: Series. (laughs) He would only be able to pitch one, because one beanball and he'd be suspended the rest of the the World Uh, Series.
2: And, 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 yeah, but I I just wanted to see that specific matchup. I just wanted to see (laughs) a lot of Joe Kelly... uh, headhunting (laughs) Houston. But it looks like it's going to be Braves-Astros. That's, you know,
0: interesting. It's it's different. It's uh, either the Braves break through and get another ring to match the the one that they got in the uh, Maddox-Glavin era.
2: It's true, right? Think about all those World Series runs they had and came up short. Uh, Or do the Astros get some redemption?
0: Or do the Astros get redemption and Dusty get his first ring? That's it's oh, kind of boggles no, the to, mind. Yeah,
2: I gotta, I have to root for the Braves. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Either one kind of boggles the mind that is going to happen, but yeah, that, that should be an interesting uh, World Series to watch for sure. Uh, all right, back to our picks. Uh, one more early game, uh, the first of three double-digit spreads this week: the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams. It's the Stafford Golf Bowl. Um, that's Detroit at L.A. So that actually starts our uh, uh, late afternoon slate. Um, and, yeah, three three of the four games in the late afternoon, double-digit spread. So good luck finding some good football there. Uh, but, yeah, 0-6 Detroit. We've talked about them and, and their, their knee-biting coach. And 5-1 and Los Angeles. The spread is 16, and it's not the biggest of the week. Lions plus 16 and, at the Rams.
2: And – it's not enough. Uh, I, I'm not I, this this Rams defense. They faced Jared Goff in in, uh, in practice. I'm going to guess they're salivating here and all you know. And you got Dan Campbell now. He's threatening to bench Jared Goff. He's starting to get some revisionist history about the trade. I mean, nothing nothing very good coming out about Jared Goff in the press. And you're still only two weeks removed from making your coach cry. I uh, what's Dan Campbell going to do after the Rams put up a, a 38 to 12 on him or something. It's not going to be very pretty. Uh, I'll take the Rams and give them all. 37,
0: uh, 14 is my pig. That's, that's really close. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously I concur. The only thing I'll say is I'm a little surprised. We've been, uh, making a little hay early in the year, taking the Lions and the points. And these are obviously, you know, huge, huge points.
2: The, the crying did it in. But when they <laughs> lost that game like that, and the coach coaches, it killed the it for coaches us. like, yeah. that. <laughs> and look at what they did last week.
0: Oh, man, yeah. Right on cue. So, yeah, I, I don't think there's any way Stafford's going to let this be a, a, a close game. I, I think he's just going to be out for blood in this one. Uh, so we, I concur. However, I, I will have some fear and I'll say that I thought Tom Brady was going to make Bill Belichick and the Patriots pay as well. And that wound up being a lot closer, but at least this one is at LA and not at Detroit. So maybe I know this
2: scary. has the I don't emotional know. impact that that had.
0: Yeah, probably not. All right, on to the only close game of the late slate. It's the Eagles and the Raiders. Uh Congrats to the Raiders. Again, the first win in the uh, post Gruden era. Uh, the two and four Eagles are regular cop-out line, plus three at the four and two Raiders.
2: Yeah, without all the Gruden drama, this is definitely more than a three-point line, because, I mean, the Raiders have actually been playing really good football. They had that clunker against the Bears right in the midst of all the Gruden stuff, Gruden stuff starting to come out. But you're already seeing were reports this week about the players talking about how much more calm the sideline is uh, i you know i i honestly think that the, the raiders are a good team they are a talented football team and uh they score a lot of points and again I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take the eagles to put up that many points against uh the raiders i mean this is maybe one step down from that chiefs uh offense but you know Derek Carr right back last week to throw in those YOLO balls. <laughs> he just, he don't care. <laughs> He's just, just throw them deep. Uh, and, and Philly doesn't have a problem giving those up. So I'll take the Raiders here in what feels like a bit of a value pick. This is more of a, this is a turmoil
0: line. Uh, the talented tight end for the Raiders, Darren Waller, uh, has an ankle injury. So all of you uh, fantasy nuts, watch out for that tomorrow. See if he uh, gets out there on the field for them. Uh, Eagles protecting Jalen Hurts from the Vegas pass rush. Uh, That's the key to the game. Uh, That's been the key to the Vegas season this year. Um, Well, two keys, uh, uh, like you said, the YOLO balls from Derek Carr and also uh, the Vegas pass rush. Um, Finally, Derek Carr has learned to bomb away. I think uh, Gruden got through him just before he got canceled, um, that he's been begging Derek Carr to, to go deep and not be so afraid and uh, he was threatening to bench him uh, over the years, as we know, and finally, it looks like the uh, the message got through. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a back and forth, interesting game. Of course, the Raiders through the air, but I think the Eagles uh, definitely dominate on the ground. And I'm going to take the Eagles in the end. I've been talking about Jalen Hurts uh, and his playmaking abilities, and I've been impressed. And I think a lot of people underestimate the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm not saying he's one of those, you know, up and coming great quarterbacks, but I think he's right underneath there, and I, I think he's going to put up, pull out some, uh, some wins in, in games that people probably don't expect him to. So I, I think he'll run away from the pressure and, and, and sneak out a win for the Eagles. Uh, On to my Bears and the Buccaneers, uh, the three and three Chicago Bears, uh, fresh off of getting owned by Aaron Rodgers, now go down to Tommy and the World Champion. 5-1 and one Buccaneers. Chicago and Justin Fields plus 13 at Tampa Bay.
2: I think this is going to look a lot like that Cleveland game. Some people are going to be sitting on oh, Justin no. Fields in this game. Uh, the, you oh, can't no. run on Tampa, so how do you set up your passing offense? And you don't really have many guys in, in, the, in the passing game who are going to be able to get much done. I think Tampa Bay is going to do a really good job of bottling Justin Fields up. And guess what Tom Brady's had to hear about all week? He gets to hear about that game they lost last year when he forgot what down it was. <laughs> and, no, and nobody likes the manufactured phantom chip on his shoulder more than Tom Brady. Except maybe Aaron Rodgers, but I think it's Brady slightly ahead of Rodgers for manufacturing his own storylines and reasons to be motivated, and it works for him. I'm going to take Tampa here. This is my lock of the week.
0: Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, cue the, uh, the Jordan meme, uh, and I took that seriously, or personally rather. Um, yeah, Brady takes everything personally. You're, you're absolutely yeah. right about that. Uh, injury news, uh, Damian Williams for the bears. The running back has been ungooped. He's uh, off the COVID list. So he's going to get to play tomorrow. Um, uh, Tampa Bay got a lot of stars hurt. I know they're very deep, but man, you talk about no Gronk, no Antonio Brown, no Richard Sherman, who they signed in desperation because their defensive, uh, backfield is already in tatters due to injuries. Uh, The great uh, underrated linebacker, Levante David, he's out as well. Um, Man, that's uh, that's a lot of really good players missing for Tampa Bay. And you referenced the game last year where Brady went into Soldier Field and lost. Um, And why did Brady lose that game? Uh, Not just because he forgot how many downs there were, but because we've been saying it for 20 years. How do you beat Tom Brady? Bust him in the fucking mouth. Chicago has a chance because Tampa Bay is missing all those talented players and because Khalil Mack and the Bears can bust Tom Brady in the fucking mouth. Uh, you, we were talking about Minnesota and how surprising they are in some categories. Here's one that I definitely was surprised when I looked up. Um, Chicago, 21 sacks on the season. Tied, <clears throat> excuse me, tied for number one in all of football this year. Tied with the Minnesota Vikings. What? What? Yeah, they can get after some teams. Uh, so I got the Bears. Uh, if they had a real head coach, this would they'd be an upset alert. And I might have locked up that big points, but because they don't have a coach, uh, because I'm through with Nagy and, and Ryan Pace completely, um, I still got Tampa to win. But yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the points. I'll take Chicago to stay close uh, w- within 13. Um, I, I think they got a chance. Um, I'm also a homer, so I'll take everything I say about the Bears with a grain of salt. On to the biggest spread of the season, the Houston Texans and the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, General Mills and the 1-5 Texans are plus 18 points at, at, the, at the 6-0 undefeated Arizona <laughs> Cardinals.
2: Oh, you know, hey, General Mills, he's good for that one drive every game. So they'll only lose 40-7. to seven. I'll take the <laughs> Cardinals.
0: I was about to say the one drive gets them seven, not 18. They need three drives in yeah. order to stay within. Uh, uh,
2: this is – Arizona is a team that's not, they're good, they're not arrogant. Like, they haven't been good long enough to overlook a team like the like the, like the the uh, Texans. If Arizona was, like, really good and they've been good for three, four years, this would feel like, this would be like a Mike Tomlin special, right? This would be, a, you're overlooking <laughs> the opponent. Arizona's not that good yet. So I think they're just going out there and having fun, and there's so much talent on that field for that team. Uh, yeah, General Mills isn't, isn't staying within three touchdowns of these
0: guys. The general could really use a playmaker on his side of the field. Someone like, I don't know, you know Nuke Hopkins. Wouldn't he be really good <laughs> right now? For yeah, he could really use him. J.J. Um,
2: Watt maybe to sack Kyler uh, Murray. <laughs> uh, Chandler
0: Gomes. Uh, Chandler Jones has the goop. He's not going to play for Arizona. Uh, Zach Ertz is a card. You were pointing that out uh, last show that he is yeah. uh, getting added onto the team uh, because they need more offensive talent. So yeah, because so they were uh, clearly
2: deficient in that category,
0: right? So Jones down, but Ertz up. So uh, maybe washes out in the end. Um, I concur. Yeah, I know it's a huge ass number, but God, it's it's the Texans. It's it, it probably really is number one versus number thirty-two. I mean, the Lions are zero and six, so maybe they're thirty-two, but. I don't – Lions, Texans on a neutral field right now. Who you got? Because I think I got the Lions. I got
2: the Lions. They'll bite some ankles and cry.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, this probably is the best versus the worst. And in that case, 18 is is probably fair. So, I I will concur. On Sunday Night Football, it's the Colts and the 49ers. Niners are coming off the bye. Jimmy G is back. Janine Garoppolo returns at quarterback. He doesn't have to swap any plays with Trey – Lance because Lance is hurt and he's not going to play at all, um, and Indianapolis is going to be missing Ty Hilton. He's already back down with a quad injury. He just came back last week and now he's hurt again. Paris Campbell, another receiver, got hurt uh, in that game last week with a foot. So, uh, as good as Carson Wentz has been looking, he's going to be missing weapons uh, already in this one. Uh, the two and four Colts plus four points out in San Francisco at the two and three Niners.
2: Yeah, you kind of took what I was going to say. It's like, oh, welcome back, T.Y. Hilton. Oh, wait, you're gone again.
0: But,
1: but, we hardly,
2: we hardly damn knew it. ye. <sighs> um, so yeah, no, Carson Wentz has been. You, you're not crapping on him every week. Um, can That he, he's actually he's been playing pretty well. Uh, I think this kind of I, th- I think Jimmy G. Uh, you know, obviously, I think Kittle is out. Uh, they, they don't have all their weapons. I think, and you got to know that that Shanahan doesn't like that. Trey Lance isn't there to to be the sort of, you know, uh some Tebow factor <laughs> out there. So it's going to be Jimmy G the whole game. You know what that smells to me? That smells. No. I'm getting cute. I think San Francisco <laughs> wins by three.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, he, 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 that's his goal line quarterback, apparently. That's, uh, yeah. you, you don't. He doesn't trust his actual real quarterback to to finish off drives. He's got to bring in the rookie as a as a gimmick. So I I, I don't know about that. Yeah, I can't crap on wins at all. Look, seven point nine yards per throw this year, damn good. Uh, PFF graded Carson Wentz his highest career grade last week. Wow! Not in his MVP season.
1: Last he played week, a great game.
0: His highest graded game of his career. Yeah.
2: He played – well, he's played Houston, but, yeah, he played a great game.
0: (laughs) He's playing the Texans. Caveat. If he could play
2: them every week, he'd be going to the Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah. Uh, Good luck predicting either offense. I I really can't say which way this is going to go with either one of them uh, with any real confidence. I have no idea how this game is going to go. I do know that PFF gave another stat that Janine Garoppolo this year has zero big-time throws but seven turnover-worthy plays. Oh. And that doesn't smell like uh, uh, getting cute to me. That smells like the Colts are going to win the game straight up. Um, it's going to be rainy and windy. It's going to be probably best running game wins. And right now, um, that's got to be the Colts. They're actually running the ball uh, more potently and better than the uh, 49ers. So I'm going to take Indy uh, straight up in a ugly, rainy, low-scoring game. On Monday Night Football, it's the Saints visiting the Seahawks. The Saints are coming off the bye. They are 3-2. and two. Uh, They won't have Taysom Tebow to go to to switch off to quarterback because he's concussed, so that's going to be Jameis Winston the whole game versus Jameis Winston versus Geno Smith on Monday Night Football, ladies and gentlemen. Man, um, and <laughs> and Jameis is actually the road favorite. This is how bad Geno is. He's got the Seattle Seahawks and that home advantage as five-point underdogs hosting the New Orleans Saints.
2: Uh, this is Jameis against the Legion of Room coming off of a bye, uh, you know. And Gino, it's it, he's gonna try. He's he's the tryhard. He's gonna do, but he's eventually he's just gonna do some oh god, Geno Smith things. So I thought about locking this one up, but it's still <laughs> a lot of points on the road for kind of an iffy situation. But I'll still take the Saints and give the and give the points.
0: Uh, there's no chance I would lock uh, Jameis Winston on the road, giving five. That's There's never a situation where I lock that. Uh, New Orleans contending to be uh, the team that runs away with the heckle and giant award. You don't know what they're doing from one week to another, but they should stop Geno Smith. It's, it's Geno Smith, so <laughs> I, I concur with that one and, and take the Saints. Uh, but still got to still gotta be nervous about it because, after all, it is it is uh, Jameis Winston. One our after show. Uh, would this back.
2: be would this be good week or bad week for Jameis?
0: Let's see. Well, they're off to buy, so you got to do the math. So that would be yeah. Good, bad, good, bad, good. Then the buy. So this oh this will be bad, I believe. Uh oh. That'll probably still be
2: good enough
0: you know into our VIP after show program. You didn't lock it up, so you don't have to worry too much I about did, it. I did, but dude. yeah, he'll,
2: he'll probably throw he could throw two touchdowns and throw three <laughs> picks and he'll still cover the number. Uh
0: so yeah, Bad Jameis versus Old Guys, you know. So you got to pick one or the other anyway. So we we're, we're both going to go with Jameis in that one. Uh, so that's our uh, football party. Uh now into our after show. Uh so you were going to discuss uh, our possible upcoming schedule next week.
2: Uh, Yes, I won't be around. There's our
0: discussion, folks.
2: (laughs) I got something going on Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, and then into probably the mid-afternoon now on Sunday. We're out of town.
1: Oh, wow. So,
2: yeah, so I I really don't have a a good opportunity. Uh, First, I was like, well, I mean, Thursday's really early. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to be out on Thursday, and then we're heading out of town on uh, Friday morning, and we won't get back until Sunday uh, probably after the games kick off. Oh, okay. So i i, I will I, I will plan on I'll send you my picks, and yep. um, uh, I'll send you I'll I'll send you my picks with a little little note uh, for what I'm doing, and I'll I'll let you decide on on how you want to do that. If you if you need a guest or what you want to do,
0: I will probably just set up a a solo show uh hmm. cuz that was the first uh, the the text that you were sending me earlier in the week yeah, was just Yeah originally
2: being... we were going to leave on Thursday and come back on Saturday evening and then my wife changed the plans so that we're leaving on Friday and coming back on Sunday afternoon
0: Okay so that yeah, changed of course... So before Originally, that you were suggesting we were maybe do a Sunday uh, morning show. Yeah, yeah I was going to be able to just
2: get up and do a show on Sunday before the games kicked off. But now it turns out we'll be driving home on Sunday morning.
0: Right. Uh, I, pr- I probably will just schedule a, a solo show for Sunday morning and get in and get out and, and just give our picks like that. Because, yeah. like you know, perfect world. That's probably when I would want to do a show. Um, would be Sunday mornings. You know, right before. Uh, everybody gets ready to to start their football Sundays. Um, Right. I I know why we do it, you know, Saturday, Friday and Saturday nights is, you know, because of the family situation, but for both of us. And I
2: work on Sundays.
0: And you (laughs) work on Sundays. That makes Um, it a little bit more difficult.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's, um, you know, that's what I'm leaning towards. Probably, you know, probably what I'm going to wind up doing.
2: Yeah, if anything if anything opens up in there or if I think I might have a window, to, I'll let you know. But as it's yeah. looking right now, it's not looking good.
1: Okay.
2: Well, you know um, where we're going to be, I, I can't guarantee that there'd be like good cell reception. Right. Um, right. You know, since we're going to be over uh, over up north of Green Bay up on up on Lake Michigan there, uh taking the kids for a Halloween festival and uh, we've never done anything like that with them, so they're excited. They get to go, you know, walk around and do some trick-or-treating and dress up and, you know, just have fun. They've got a four-day, a five-day weekend, actually, from school, so they're off Wednesday through Sunday for school, and so let's go off and do something, and then of course, you know, I'm like, well, this will work out because we're going to do this thing on, because this festival's on Saturday and we're going to drive home Saturday after it's over. Well, it turns out the thing goes all day hmm. and it goes into the evening. And then there's like a haunted thing. And my wife like, well, we're going to do that. So she changed our hotel reservations. And now that means I'm not as accessible at all on Sunday
0: as I thought I was going to be. Right. So yeah, if I set up a Sunday morning show and then something uh, frees you up anytime before then, it's easy to move that show to yeah. some yeah, other time. Be, so.
2: Yeah. That would be me writing in a car. <laughs> talking about football i don't know how with with, with the cute factors in the background i'm sure
0: (laughs) and the the wife growling on the side there that would be Um, some
2: very interesting interesting radio
0: (laughs) so yeah i'll I'll set up something for sunday morning and then uh if, if plans change then definitely let me know
2: yeah i'll let you know or if i think there's something i could sneak in a phone call uh a definitely not Saturday night, but if there was going to be a night that I could sneak something, maybe Friday night. But then we're going to be in a hotel, uh, you yeah. know, and I know I'll be getting some side eye if I'm. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: No, definitely. definitely. Especially with the
2: kids being a little older now. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I and I and I do, you know, this is an exciting show. We, we, I get loud. I have to hear that all the time. <laughs> you know, I get a text from my wife from the bedroom. Could you keep it down out there? <laughs>
0: They think that's loud. Wow. Yeah. They, uh, well, they, they, they weren't around, you know, they weren't alive when we were really uh, getting loud and getting crazy uh, on our phone calls. So they, oh, they we were think you're loud picks, now. When we,
2: were, when we were doing the picks, yeah, that we were doing the, 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 the we, we, people think we do a two hour show picking <laughs> these games and that's, that's a long show.
0: We, and, we're you know, editing ourselves.
2: Yeah. Cause we're cutting out all the, the fluff, you know,
0: we could really take between some. The picks. We could really take some left turns and, and t- yeah. talk about all sorts of things.
2: That would be the but... merging of <laughs> our pick show with the Kings of Non Sequitur shows.
0: <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> and then going Very on a twenty-minute tangent, then getting back <laughs> to another football pick.
0: Wait, but speaking of crazy, did you hear what this dude just said the other day? In the yeah,
2: or a game that we just don't want to pick, so we'll just talk about something else for half an
0: hour.
1: Uh... Yes. Did like, a lot like of a that. Kid,
2: yeah. Like Panthers Giants would have been on the burner uh, for a while.
0: Would have started talking about Sam Darnold and Ghost and getting into ghost stories or something. Yeah, we would have yeah. went off on something. Oh yeah, What'd that would've
2: that would've gone off that would've gone off <laughs> in many different directions. So yes. so you have a story or a a commentary or
0: A little bit of cancel culture. Uh, uh, The the upshot of it is, although everyone who is against uh, uh, cancel culture, which is just people having consequences put on their actions, um, just be patient. If you keep your nose clean, everyone gets another opportunity. Everybody gets back in a rotation. Everybody gets a chance to do and say whatever they want to do. Just give it some time. Uh, And the reason I know this is because of what's happened recently for one guy getting canceled for another. And it just struck me the juxtaposition uh, was really odd. And I, I wanted to comment on that. So my favorite wrestler, nature boy, Ric Flair, uh, who everyone Woo! knows this yet. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the guy who put it in his own tagline, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine, riding, jet flying. Something like that. He's a bastard. He probably has forced himself on hundreds of women throughout his life. And, That's just what he did because he's Nature Boy Ric Flair, and he probably never thinks that any woman uh, should ever turn him down because he's Ric Flair. Uh, He even did a documentary. uh, ESPN did a wonderful documentary about him uh, called Nature Boy, and he appeared in it and talked about himself and about all the things that he did and and all the women that he bedded. And he was married at at the time with children and whatnot, and he's crying, and he's uh, talking about what a terrible father he was and terrible husband, and et cetera, et cetera. And he didn't get canceled for any of that because it's kind of like we kind of knew, like, dude, you're, you're Ric Flair. Of course, you're a bastard. Everyone knows that. So that was a few years ago. That was longer than a few. It's probably about four or five years ago that came out. So recently, the uh, Dark Side of the Ring series on Vice that I've been raving about,
3: and I haven't yep. watched
0: the episode yet because I'm actually waiting to binge this most recent season after the football is over. I want to give like, I want to have like a Sunday where I just binge uh, this dark side of the ring uh, season that they're having right now. But they had an episode recently about this, what's called the plane ride from hell. And basically it's such a bad legend. It's such a legendary plane ride. There's so many bad things happen that there's, you know, it, it's a, it's a thing itself. They had a whole episode about a plane ride from like 2000, um, WWE uh, tour, tour of, I believe they were in England and they were flying back to America. So we're talking, you know, eight, nine ten hours in the air. And this plane ride was, is so legendary because guys got drunk and started fighting and uh, other guys started you know, trying to feel up the stewardesses and stuff. And uh, Ric Flair is uh, front and center as far as getting stories told about his actions. He didn't talk on this particular Documentary, but everyone was talking about him and his actions, and that he basically uh, took out his, you know, his thing and started uh, trying to push uh, stewardesses against the door and against the wall of the plane and and trying to, uh, you know, assault them with his with his wang. And this is, you know, Ric Flair stuff. This is kind of what he did when he got drunk, and so it's not so much of a surprise. But the reason he got canceled over it was because it was shown as such a horrifying thing that he did that he uh this basically that he tried to force himself and commit sexual assault and they also uh the documentary had the stewardess um uh, speaking as part of the show and she apparently had never spoken out before and it got a lot of bad press for Ric flair so he got uh taken off of he wasn't on wwe tv anymore but he was in there little opening package before every show. They took him out of that. They had his woo as part of the the package. They took that out. It's just, you know, dead air where there where that used to be. So that's kind of, you know, makes it makes it stand out. Like, um, there used to be something right there, I remember. There was some oh, it was a woo. Uh it's not there anymore. Um And it did they, they there was even the uh, ancillary cancelling Uh, from that episode because one of the wrestlers that was on that fight was Tommy Dreamer. And the way he described the actions of Ric Flair, he painted it as a boys will be boys. This is, you know, it was just a joke. It wasn't that big a deal. Um, And then, you know, said that the steward is, I guess she, at some point took a financial settlement out of, uh, this situation. Um, and he said, basically, if she really felt that way about it, then maybe she shouldn't have taken the money. She should have, you know, pressed charges or something. Um, so victim blaming is never a good thing. So he, he was actually scheduled to wrestle on, uh, impact wrestling. Um, like, a week or so after this this aired and he got yanked right off of that show and they haven't seen him since they disappeared him like Effingham. He's just gone. They don't know where Tommy dreamer is anymore because they just pulled him right off the show. Uh So there's cancellations going on all over the place. But the one cancellation for Ric Flair was these, um what's the name of the company? It's some sort of like car security. And I'm not trying to, uh I'm not trying to not say the name on purpose. Uh, to not give them credit. Yeah. I just, it, I'm i just old and I actually forget the name of the, uh, the, the service, but um, it's car, car, something, car, car shield, I believe is what it is. Um, so they uh, have these ads all over the place. Uh, if you watch sports TV and, and wrestling shows and Ric Flair was a big part of that. Uh, campaign he was sitting there in his robe and taking phone calls and how may i help you i'm the nature boy and, and chopping people in the office and stuff and those commercials got completely disappeared after this came out so CarShield canceled them as well and the interesting part about that is the commercials that replaced the rick flair commercials for car Shield. those same spots are running uh on certain wrestling shows but it's not rick flair anymore it's iced tea if you're as old as we are, you remember Ice-T used to be a very controversial figure uh, in rap because he not, you know, gangster rap in the 80s and 90s uh, was, you know, obviously a thing and was just becoming something that people were aware of and you started sticking these albums with the parental advisory stickers. Oh, this is so dangerous. You got these guys uh, using language and talking about women and gangs and stuff. So Ice-T wasn't controversial necessarily for that, although he did a lot of that. He was more controversial because of that he broke off uh, into a, into a rock band and did a splinter project called Body Count, and They released an album that included a song called Cop Killer. Yeah. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a song all about a, a fantasy of going out and killing a bunch of cops. And that obviously didn't go over very well. Back in the day, and I'd never heard of this uh, before. That the Warner Brothers, I believe the label was Warner Brothers, actually pulled the album off the shelves. It got so much controversy, and later on, re-released the album without that song on it. The, the song just got erased as if it never happened. And I don't remember that. Uh, I don't ever remember an album being that controversial that the that the label went back and and just erased the song from the album and then reissued the album. I do remember uh, Michael Jackson. Uh, had a Greatest Hits um, collection in which he had a new single out. And in the single, there was a Jewish slur. And that got enough controversy that uh, I think that's Epic Epic Records, I think it's his label, they eventually uh, pulled that album and then re-released it. But the the song was still on there. They just uh, edited out that Jewish slur. Um, So they didn't erase the whole song, they just got rid of that one part that was so kind of hurt. But but the Body Count album got re-released and they just completely got rid of that song, Cop Killer, because that's how, uh, I mean, they were picketing stores and uh, the record store back when they sold record, back when they had record stores, like Ice-T was like a big time uh, controversial figure and you know persona non grata, and every politician that wanted to make his bones you know said something about oh the music like this is what's, you know making our kids bad and and ruining the youth of America et cetera et cetera et cetera. So that just threw me for a loop when I saw that the Ric Flair commercials that got taken out because of his bad behavior were now being replaced by a cute cuddly ice T sitting up there talking about how his cars are so protected and car shield makes your car go farther. And you really want car shield and this, that, and the other. Cancel culture is, is something that everyone's talking about, but look, just bide your time. Do what ice T did. Ice T faded into the background, the whole body count thing, faded away a little bit. I think he still might perform with them every now and then, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't perform Cop Killer. I don't think they play that song anymore. <laughs> encore. Encore. <laughs> um, but look, you're going to get back on if you get you know, on the on the front page. If you get on uh the the media, now it's the uh the front page. I'm, I'm dating myself. again. if you get on the website, if you get on social media, yeah. uh, and uh, for whatever it is that you said or did, just chill, just take it easy, give it a little time. Everything dies down and eventually everything comes back. And if you're wanted, if, if people want to hear from you again, you'll be heard from again. i never would have thought that ice T would have forged a 20 year career as a, a playing a cop, ironically on yeah. TV, on, on law and order SVU, and keeping his nose clean and, and being the family man. And now he gets to do commercials and take the place of other guys Canceled. So it's just uh, what goes around comes around type thing that struck me as really crazy and, and really interesting that you get one guy canceled and you're replaced by the guy that used to write and, and sing songs about killing cops. Like if he can come, if a guy who made a song about killing policemen can come back and, and get uh, endorsements and TV deals and TV shows, then I don't, I don't think anyone else needs to worry about cancel culture because that guy I thought would have been canceled forever.
2: Yeah, well, you know, as much as we love the, the act of the cancellation, people love the redemption arc, too. Yeah. Sure. Right. Everybody loves a comeback story. I mean, look at the, look at people who, who we think have been just completely canceled, and, and they show up again. You know, they, they, they find their way back. They get back into the good, good great. Remember, when, they tried to cancel Drew Brees. Remember?
0: Oh, yeah, for his comments.
2: Yeah, it, it, you know nobody. We talk about it. You know, we gave him awards for it, but you know, but I nobody. Mean, it, that just it, it just kind of went away. You know, it,
0: it, he, it he hasn't said anything since, and he kept his I mean, nose clean, yeah. and now he's on I mean, NBC. I and mean, hell, I mean, hell,
2: they're putting Mel Gibson in movies again.
0: Yeah, that kind of blew me away. Like, really? Um, yeah. Go. I, I okay, mean, everybody.
2: You know, which means we're probably only a couple of years away from seeing Kevin Spacey in movies again.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
2: it all. Everything comes back.
0: Well, if they do that, then they might as well, you know, five years from now, they might as well have Harvey Weinstein and, and Bill Cosby do a, a duet or something. Oh, you
2: know. it, it, what's Cosby up to these days?
1: Oh, I'm it, back it, at home and eating my pudding pops.
0: He's got to be doing something. He's he got out of jail. Some technicalities. He's back at home.
2: Like you said, if there if there's a demand for it, and everybody kind of gets that test, they test the waters. You know, they put something out there, and if everybody doesn't just go all up in arms and try to recancel the person, then they, they just sort of allow them back in, right? Hmm. So yeah, I mean, take it they, easy. Uh, yeah, they, look at all the good wrestling. Just not everybody been? Look can- at Hogan was canceled. Uh. Hmm. And then they tried to work him back in, right?
0: Yeah, Vince keeps trying to work him in all the time. Like, he would have already worked Hogan all the way back in if it wasn't for, like, everybody backlashing against it. But he keeps trying.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just where we're at right now, especially with, you know, with social media. Everybody's looking for the, you know, whether there's valid reasons or not valid reasons. Everything's a gotcha, right? Everybody's hypersensitive to everything. Uh, you know, you have the Gruden thing. Uh, then was a few days later, you have the Dave Chappelle thing going, no, over yeah. it, and everybody—it's it, just—it's outrage of the day, right? It's an outraged society. You know, we, we get up, we get everybody gets all up outraged about one thing, and then let's you know, rests on that for about twelve hours, and then they get outraged about something else. Like, I mean, there's, there's the fuel. It, it it it's it's pervasive in our society right now.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll admit that I get weary about seeing oh somebody else said this and now we gotta oh, here we go uh, gotta protest this and and boycott and cancel that and oh boy, but uh, you
2: know and, and and unfortunately whether you agree with it or not you know and then I'm sure there's situations where it could be warranted you know but what happens is you start to see when you start to see it's the same thing over and over it's the same people like you know, calling for the canceling over. It's like you just realize that there's, there's people who just get off on this stuff. There's people who just live to be outraged.
0: It's um, a very lucrative it, business, too. It there's is. People who Cancel, live people to go have, on network TV to talk about uh-huh. the cancellations and, and who needs to be canceled. And, and I'm sure they don't do that for free.
2: You know, I've, I've, I've thought this uh, and talked about this about with, with COVID. You know with with the virus there's people who just get off on this culture that we're in right now with the virus there're going to be people who are going to have a hard time if things ever get back to normal there's just going to be those people who will refuse to get back to normal
0: yeah it's it's so weird like I, there's those people on on one side and there's people on the other side who it feels like they don't want to get back to normal like they want covid around as much as possible and they want to do everything they can to keep it around. And it's, it's those two extremes—I I, I don't understand either one of them, quite frankly.
2: Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of—I don't have a lot of experience with people who are like actively out there, just like trying to like, you know, like, give it to me. I want it spread it around. We go lick some doorknobs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there, there, there's 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 a whole lot of just craziness out there. With everything right now, everything is polarized, everything is political uh you know everything is you know you've got the you've got the yeah, but Trump crowd like you can't you know like this everybody you know it's like with everything going on right now, you've got like this whole uh like this whole cadre of people where if you you cannot criticize anything that happens right now because they'll just go well, yeah but trump
1: it's like no it's not no.
0: You remember what Trump did, though.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, just that thing that you're criticizing, like Joe Biden about, it's okay because we can just say something about Trump. It's like, oh, oh, it's like it's literally like people out there who just think it's just this left-right dynamic and that's all that exists in this country uh, are kind of missing the point.
1: Yeah. You, and, you and sort
0: of fueling of what they fueling, are. Then that's, that's not good.
2: Which is, well, it's just fueling what is the problem with everything is that, that there's that that 20% on the left and 20% on the right who's thinking nothing other than just tribalism. We're always right and you're always wrong, right? You guys are, you guys are Hitler.
0: And yeah, That loud minority.
2: Yeah. Both sides calling each other Hitler. That's not going to get a lot done.
0: No, that's not going to accomplish anything. I, think <laughs> I, reading, a, I
2: read a book about that, 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 that is the end of all arguments, right? It, it, it is basically everybody argues, and they, when they argue their point, eventually it just escalates to one side, and somebody is going to eventually just say Hitler. That, that's what all political discourse is in this country now, that we're just going to argue back and forth, and eventually it's, – it's like, who can call the other Hitler first? It's like, name that tune. It, it, it's name that Hitler.
0: I can name it in two. <laughs>
2: well, well, yeah, but Trump. Well, yeah, you're, you're Hitler. Oh, oh, man, you got me. I can't beat that.
0: And, and then there's a couple of places where you can find the uh, well-actually crowd. Well, actually, Hitler wasn't all bad, so now we, <laughs> you can't even do that. You can't even – some people, you can't even go to Hitler as the, the ultimate evil. You can't people, even end well, the argument actually, with
2: Hitler because someone's going to defend Hitler. Yeah, you a, right? Well, actually,
0: some of the things he did wasn't too bad. No, so,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had nice roads. <laughs>
0: oh, I mean, all the killing did, of Jews and stuff. How did those roads look in
2: 1945 when they were all full of bomb marks? <laughs> they looked really good after we firebombed their cities and millions were dead. It wasn't all bad.
0: Yeah, exterminating people, yeah, yeah. but they yeah. had some decent social programs, though, so it was
1: okay.
2: <laughs> <sighs> I, I can't. The garbage was just... picked up on time.
0: <laughs> oh well, that makes everything oh, all
2: right. well. You know I, what? What I wouldn't do for my garbage to be picked up at the same time every week. I'd murder six million people.
1: <laughs> well, uh, they have nice roads.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah. It's Definitely the extremist it, uh, age right now.
2: Right. Yeah, and it's and it's not. You know, I I don't pick on one side or the other because I there's so much to that you can make fun of both ways, right? You know. You got the right, which is crazy. You got the left who can't take any criticism because every reaction to criticism is, "Well, but Trump." <laughs> I mean, we're going to be like seventy years old, and you're going to be like you know, whoever the president is. Gonna, if it's a Democrat, you are going to say something. Oh, but remember, remember Trump <laughs> did something.
0: I, I would hope that you know, with ten, fifteen, twenty—I don't know. I'm just I completely so. guessing. You would hope with, with
1: time. Yeah,
0: with a number of years of social media, because I, I sometimes make fun of you saying social media is the the, the evil and the end of the world.
2: It but is, I, especially it, now with the like you know I I've got this thing where time if because I you know I go on Twitter and anytime I open up Twitter if the thing I open up with on Twitter is trying to tell me a fact check, I immediately think it's bogus. No. Because these fact checks are mostly being run, you know you think about this it's all corporations, right like people are now at the point where agreeing with the government and big corporations and big pharmaceutical companies and hollywood that that makes you like the rebel <laughs> well it actually. That's not the way it works. And and how much of our, you know, how much of our society has been co-opted by, you know, like six media companies. Right. And and you think about all this stuff. And if I need if I am so dumb that I can't go and find out information for myself, that I need a fact check that's put out on Twitter to go, oh, well, now I know then then, yeah, we're in some trouble.
0: I, but I need to know. I need to know if Nicki Minaj really had a cousin whose testicles exploded because he got oh, because he got the, the COVID vaccine that's what or I something. Mean.
2: It's not just enough to put out something like that. Right? They like this this is the problem now with the policing of Twitter and Facebook and all that is they think that people are too stupid to to realize this, so then they try to like like baby you with it and mother you with no, 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 no. Really this is the truth. As soon as it's like, no, 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 we're you know, when you start to become the purveyors of truth, uh, uh, yeah, no, just, just let it be, let people look and go, oh, that's stupid, <laughs> right? And if somebody believes it, you can't stop them.
1: Well, there's I, people I who kind think of... we
2: didn't land on the moon, there's people who think the world <laughs> is flat, right? That you know, There's all kinds of, I don't need to go on Twitter tomorrow morning and go, according to AP and PolitiFact, we landed on the moon in July 1969. Fact checkers confirm. Come on. If I see that, then I'm going to be like, "Well, did we? Wait a minute. Hold on a second.
0: I I, I agree with you in general that you don't need that to know what's real and what's not and I don't need that to know what's real and what's not but unfortunately there are that many people out there that need that to try to figure out what's real and what's not because there's so much disinformation out there so I understand why there's such a, a push to try to get real facts and, and information out there but I understand when you get so much of it that you start to go okay what, what's really going on yeah. here Um so I, I get that Um, But I I just
2: wish it's the it's the 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 internet and social media and a lot of these. They don't feel like the open forum that it used to be, right? It it feels very echo chamber to me, right? You know, people are going to listen to and hear what they want to hear. They're going to watch the news that they agree with, right? That's why you have Fox and you have CNN. Right. That's why you literally have what's supposed to be, quote, unquote, news organizations who can both report the same news. But then you're going to get the way you want to hear it from one station and the way you want to hear it from the other. That's where that's sort of what it becomes. Right. It, it's just the, you know, and then again, I'm not picking on one or the other, I'm not saying one's right and one's wrong, but you're going to get a slant and people are just going to go to what they want to hear. And that's all people are getting. Now people aren't getting information and making their own decisions anymore. They're being told what you know, like this is the way you should look at
0: it. Yeah, they're getting the slant that they that they will accept. Oh, and, they... And,
2: and every every news article now so it's like used to re, I used to be able to pick up a news newspapers were boring, right? That's why they don't exist anymore. And for the most part, you didn't have like the emotional words or like where you could tell what the slant was of the person who was writing the news article. It was just like, here's what happened.
0: You you had it in the editorial section. Now it's in the main sections. Right.
2: <laughs> right. So there are no more news shows. It's all news commentary. There is no more like newspapers. It's like basically like you said, it's editorializing all over the front page of the page. So, and again, people are just going to go get the news. Where they want it, and then you start to get all the alternate news. You have the alternate news on the left. You have the alternate news on the right, and it's just be. And then it's just that's more of the extreme version of it, to either side, where it's literally, they, yeah, well, you're Hitler.
0: Well, actually,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, but they had nice roads.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's a mess,
1: um, <laughs>
2: especially with how crazy it is, right? Like, I can tell you, working in the industry that I work in, uh, you know, selling you know, major appliances, getting people, you know, that used to take, it used to be people would get bitchy if it took you a month, right? They'd bought us something like a, a fridge or a dishwasher or something, right? You get it in a month, you start getting crabby phone calls. I mean, we're delivering stuff to people now 14 months after they bought
1: it, Oof.
2: a year after they bought it. and And, you know, and these people don't have a lot of choice because you have to have that real conversation like, well, yeah, you can cancel your order. But if you don't find something readily available, then you have to – you're just to the back. You go from the front of the line to the back of the line, right?
0: <laughs> right. You're, you're going to have go to, to wait Disney, either you, way. you go
2: to Disney World and you want to switch roller coasters <laughs> and <after laughs> you just waited for line for three hours and go, I think I'm going to go on this other one, uh, there better be, be no line, line. on that
0: one, too. <laughs>
2: there better be no line. <laughs> and, uh Yeah. I've I've never seen anything like it before. There's hardly, hardly anything available, and, and this goes across like all vendors, all manufacturers. You know, you hear all these stories about car lots where the cars are complete, but they don't have the computer chips to put in the cars.
0: Yeah, definitely a big where, shortage. Where of we know
2: chips. we know people who are buying cars right now, being told that yeah, you, you can buy the car, but you won't get it until 2023. Mm. So, yeah. It's, you know, so I see it in my job and I can tell you it's high stress. It's high stress with a lot of people and it's not the, it's the people, to your point, like there's those people out there who just need to be like spoon fed the information. The people who are the most like agitated about the situation right now are the people who walk in and go, well, why is it taking so long? What what do you mean? What's going on? Like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: There's something so you, going on in the world. What? You've
2: missed every news article about these hundreds of container ships lined up and down the west coast that we can't get product into the country, that there's 80,000 truck drivers shortage right now, that you can't uh, that California's regulations are so absurd that you can only do certain things for certain times, it's right? It like it's like this bottleneck of things. Oh, and oh by the way, we're still in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, that's 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 stringing things and like more people are out of work. It's like you don't know anything that's happening. Like those are the people. It's just like you just want to like. What do you do?
0: How do I don't see any of yeah. that. I, <laughs> I saw that Biden had a mass mandate and he's he's Hitler.
2: Yeah, Hitler. It's Hitler. Just blame Hitler. I should do that.
1: Why has it taken so long? To... <laughs> Hitler,
2: I, I blame Hitler. It's I actually had a lady today who was blaming Joe Biden for all this stuff, and while Biden might not be blameless in this, this has been going on since before Biden. This isn't way. Before. This isn't a. This isn't a Biden problem or a Trump problem. It's a problem. Sometimes yeah. a problem. Just be a problem, and I tried to explain. I was like, "No, there's actually a lot of factors involved in this. If Joe, if it was just one problem,
0: no, that's that's not the that's not what I saw in the news that
2: I follow. I was not that's not what I saw in Newsmax.
0: Mm -hmm. I heard what I I follow said is all Biden's fault, all of it.
2: (laughs) Right? Because it's funny because a lot of this stuff that got bought got bought back when Trump was president still, so. But people have the most trouble. Yeah, but trouble Biden came in st- and
0: messed it up. That's what happened.
2: <laughs> yeah, or they go, "Oh, it's all the money Biden gave away." Uh, Trump gave away stimulus money too. They don't want to hear that.
0: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Well, they yeah. did. Well, that did happen, though. That's why. And inflation—that's the other thing. I work in an industry, right, where prices just go up once, to, once to ever once every one to three years, prices would go up, right? Major price increases. We're talking sometimes one year, every one year, maybe every two years, depending on the manufacturer. Now they're going up every 90 days. Yeah, I mean, literally every 90 days, stuff's going up. I've watched. I've literally come into work, and then the next day, uh, something went up $500. Ooh. Yeah, it is. It is a completely different world. So I'm seeing it. And it's just funny because you've got like I have an understanding of it because I work in the business and and I watch the news and I know what's happening. And I talk to the manufacturers, they send stuff out, they send you these lengthy explanations. So, you know, it's not just, you know, I don't get an email from a manufacturer that goes, that's Joe Biden's fault. (laughs) We don't have any product. We can't get anything made like it's Joe Biden's fault that this computer chip factory over in Japan, burned to the ground last year in March. Like that's Joe Biden's fault, apparently.
0: You know. You're but, not dealing with the right manufacturers. If you were dealing with the My Pillow guy, he would tell you everything is
2: But that's the other part of it too. Is if it's not people blaming Biden for it, they're blaming Trump. And again, it's like yeah. it's the, they're trying to place blame for something that the blame can go all around. It's not one person. It's not one thing. It's a lot of things that have snowballed into a major crisis and just trying to go, well, yeah, it's just that one guy's fault. That's just easy, right? That That is literally the yeah, but
0: Hitler problem. But it's the most profitable way of going about things because if you tell people about multiple factors, they're turning the channel over to the other people that are telling you that right. it's all Trump <laughs> and it's all Biden. Right.
2: If you so just you go have... here's what happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, and somebody goes, Oh wow, I understand that, and I'll just form my own opinion. But if you read the other article that goes, That dirty, rotten, bastard communist <laughs> Joe
0: Biden's fault, you know, it's
2: like, Oh yeah, i I'm, I'm bored with that. He's Hitler.
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's where we are. That's right. reminds...
2: Yeah, but so you so again, you probably not having needing to buy a major appliance. In a while, right? Yep. Right. I'll tell you what. You go out and you need one, and you walk in, and they go, "Well, yeah, you can order this, but it's going to take like eight months." And you uh, be like, "What do you mean? <laughs> 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 I didn't know factors? there were things happening in the economy, and it was taking production." Factors. Yeah. Uh
0: huh. I don't it, understand these factors. No, I I know because when I bought my used car, I was I basically was reading stuff that's saying. You need to start buying uh, – if you're going to buy a car, you need to start buying it now because things are about yeah. to start going crazy as far as those those prices and those – and, yeah, a computer chip thing. I've definitely been reading about that for a long time. Um, so, yeah, there are factors. There are definitely factors. We know that. I know that. You know that. But the problem is there are a whole lot of people that don't know yeah. that or don't want to That's
2: that. All, a lot of the people are the, it's my money, and I need it <laughs> now. It's uh-huh.
0: those people. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh news, man! I've been um... called. The, I've been called names. What? I've, it's put. Str- yeah, I've, I get sworn at. I've I, I've had it cause strain really? even within the family, like selling a family member or something, and then having it be delayed, and, and being called. You know, basically, you know, having like my like personal and business integrity called out uh, for oh, because bullshit. of this stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, it, I mean, it is I'd... a it is a very stressful time. Um, yeah, you know, and it, it, you know, and, it, so, and then it's just every day it's a, it's a fight. It is literally it feels like a fight every day to 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 try to you know sell something. Like if you're trying to sell something and you have nothing. That that that's a talent. <laughs>
0: that doesn't sound easy.
2: It's yeah no. You're used to dealing from a a full deck, right? You're used to like you want this one, you want this one. People will be like, oh yeah, uh, my fridge died this morning. Well, here's my list. What do you want? Yeah. Well, that's a really short list. Yeah. (laughs) So what I got? That's what we have. Well, yeah, but I wanted to have this and I wanted to have this and I don't want that color. It's like, well, it's not on that list. How long do you want to wait for it? Yeah, yeah, well, pretty much, yeah. Uh, well, my fridge died last night. Didn't you hear me? Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> what the hell are you supposed to do about that?
2: Yeah. I didn't You're climb into your you window and break your fridge. <laughs> I'm telling you, here's what you can have, and you can have this right away. Yeah, but I, but I don't want this. I, oh, it, it, you wouldn't believe it. Like, the like people who are desperate for things, and then they're picking. Yeah,
1: <laughs> right, right.
2: So that, yeah, that I, that's my life right now. So I just uh, I'm just gonna start blaming Hitler.
0: I, I know retail people have been dealing with. I just didn't know that it had gotten to that point where you've been cussed out and stuff. I, how, oh. how can people have a problem? I mean, uh, with well. with the salesperson, right? Yeah. Or, no, or, or, well, some of the people. Well,
2: some of the people will be like, "Well, you didn't tell me it was going to take this long." I'm like, well, I didn't know when you bought it. It was going to take this long. I knew it was gonna oh. take this long when you bought it, I might have sold you something else. Don't you think that sounds reasonable?
0: No, it sounds like you're trying to the snow job yeah. me, man. There's something going right. on here. You, yeah. you you must be one of them. You people I'm,
2: I'm, is what I actually guy, yeah. uh, I actually got called you people, believe it or not. Mm. I know how you people are. I'm like, man, did I just oh, get wow. you people'? It's like what do you mean, you people? <laughs> Yeah.
0: Uh well, welcome to the club, my friend. I, I got you, you people
2: yeah, that's the first I think that might be the first time. Well, it's like <laughs> not the first time, but I got yeah. you people as a salesperson. I'm a dirty, rotten salesperson.
0: You, <laughs> you people.
2: people. You you sales You people. people. Yeah, oh man. We're filthy.
0: You sell me things and then say you don't have have them. I know what your deal is. I know
2: what you're doing. You're turning around and selling that to somebody else.
0: You got yeah. my
2: money, you people.
0: You salesperson, you
2: Mm-hmm. Like, bad I wish as being I had a, power. power.
0: That is being called a Karen.
2: That's uh, <laughs> okay, because that's usually who's saying that to me. <laughs> I need to speak to your manager, please. Uh-huh. Pretty
0: much. <laughs> Can I please speak to your manager?
2: Who's your supervisor? Yeah, I get that a lot.
0: Uh, the, the news shows reminded me of one small aspect I didn't talk about on the uh, Virgin Voyages cruise, which is their, oh. this, their selection of channels, which is why I couldn't watch football at all, was – interesting to say the least um they only had four they had they had four channels and they were all news in
2: london did bbc one bbc two
0: (laughs) yes bbc fox msnbc and i think cnn they had four channels they were all news and i'm like i'm not watching any of this
2: wait a minute okay first of all you're on a pleasure cruise why would you (laughs) want to watch the news
0: you're on an adults-only cruise. It's not necessarily a – when you say pleasure cruise, I think we're, we're still going back to the – I'm not talking
2: sex boat. This isn't like oh. Minnetonka.
0: Yeah. You're but that's a, what we were kind of
2: wondering it was,
0: was going to be. But it's still
2: a – but you're on a pleasure cruise, right? You're on a like, – you, like you said. You're on it a vacation. away. It made you feel more loose. Like it was a very adult experience. And what better way to <laughs> enjoy your evening when you get back to the room is to flip on the TV to watch watch people call each other Hitler.
0: I, I, the only thing I can think is go the other way. Like the, the only place you could do uh, all news lineup is on an adult only cruise. You sure the fuck wouldn't do that on carnival or Disney. Uh, That's the only thing I can, I'm just trying to grasp as straws as to why they would choose to do that. But I didn't turn on the TV at all. The entire cruise, there's no way, even if I wanted to watch TV, during a cruise, I'm certainly not going to sit there, You know, man.
2: having never been on a cruise, and I'm, I don't know, because you're out at sea, it's your sea day or whatever, and maybe there's a lot of downtime, but I wouldn't expect that there'd be a lot of downtime on a cruise.
0: There that can you'd be, be going if you want it to be.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, who goes on a cruise to lock themselves in their cabin and, and watch CNN?
0: You'd be surprised. Uh, I'd be surprised, apparently, because that's, that's that's what the uh, selections were. Now, there's a whole bunch of uh, movies you could order, and I did actually watch a movie on one of the Sea Days. Uh, did you watch Titanic? I, I did not watch
2: Titanic. Or the Poseidon Adventure?
0: <laughs> I don't that's think how those I'd be were...
2: programming my cruise
0: ship. I was about to say I don't think those were available, but Titanic might have been available because they did have a selection of really good movies. They were all – and it was from all different eras. They they went up yeah. as far back as, I, I think, like Gone with the Wind. Uh, so oh it God. was was a lot of – yeah, it was a lot of movies.
2: Yeah, let's watch a, 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 a four-hour
0: epic
1: <laughs> while we're on a cruise. a good you movie.
0: You can – you can have downtime in your room if you choose to. Like, you don't have to wake up and go to the buffet or go to the uh, casino or go. You don't have to go anywhere if you don't want yeah. to. You can stay in the room all day if you if you want to.
2: I mean, I, I know um, you could. I just don't know why you you would.
0: Uh, some people like to live like that, and. Uh, I remember one of the first cruise I went on, I'd almost passed out, and so maybe you uh, are bedridden or, or in, uh, in oh the yeah, room because you got you C, you're
2: seasick, <laughs> <C-6, you're C-6, laughs> yeah, you're seasick. Yeah, you got you're on quarantine because the whole boat got COVID.
0: Uh, <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't didn't happen or won't happen. Well, that happened yeah. right at the
2: beginning. Do you remember there was that yeah. one cruise ship that was yeah, just floating offshore
0: mm-hmm. forever? Yeah, I definitely remember. I think there
2: remember. were two of them. I think there were yeah. two of them. And uh, because that was back when they didn't really know, they were like, well, it's the death ship, you know, like they're bringing in the plague.
0: <laughs> right.
2: You know, it's the ship with the rats that's going to come running off from Europe um, <laughs> to cause the Black Death. That was, you know, we you know, we can joke about that now because that's not really how it was, but that's how they were treating it.
0: That's yes, what well, they were afraid of. They, you know, yeah. There was no vaccine well, yet. I so remember
2: those early days... All well, those early days of the the sensationalism that we had at the very beginning of COVID, when they're like, "Well, this could have a twenty percent mortality rate." You're like, "Holy crap!" You know. No. I, to... I
1: don't
0: know if I remember hearing that, but yeah, that um... was
2: like right at the very beginning, and then they boiled it. Then they got it down to four percent, and that was. Three, and it turned out it's like point zero two percent. But yeah. yeah, at the beginning, they were talking, well, even 3%, you go, well, there's you know, 330 million people in this country. If 4% of them die, that's like a massive number, <laughs> right? right? Turned out it wasn't that, but at the beginning, you know, and it was just that overabundance of caution at the very beginning, and they shut everything down, and they, they didn't have a handle on anything. So yeah, you got a ship full of people who who all get it, and they're like, uh uh you stay, you, you stay out there.
0: You don't know what you're bringing over here.
2: That's right. You stay out at sea and just float around until everybody's better. And that's kind of, kind of what they did.
0: Dirty cruise people.
2: That's right. The SS Hitler.
0: <laughs> You're all Hitler. I'm, it, yeah. Uh. I'm
2: like the History Channel tonight. It's all Hitler all the time. <laughs> I used to call it the Hitler Channel, actually. Cause it's Hitler's women. Hitler's cars. <laughs> Hitler and the occult.
0: I'm glad I don't flip past History Channel very much. It's anymore. a lot of because Hitler. It's a lot they of. had Hitler. nice roads. Nice roads. Oh, well, that that explained everything. That that took care of everything. <laughs> keep making him out to be this evil well, but evil creature. But then creature.
2: all of these. But then all of these states Yeah, they're making out of Stalin a really bad guy, and then yeah. all of these. Then all of these stations switched over to basically. Uh, like quasi reality shows now, so it's all like yes, you know, Pawn Stars and American Pickers, and now that now that's all it is. So that's all it is is this cheap to produce, phony reality TV.
0: Yeah, I watch zero of that. So I, I watch enough bad acting with uh, pro wrestling. So I don't need that. Yeah,
2: that, so you get your fill. Yes. Uh, so uh, how many do we disagree on this week? It can't be that many. I'm thinking it's like maybe. Four?
0: Oh, let's see. You're usually real good at uh, picking that out of the it air. It feels. Only.
2: It feels like four.
0: Maybe One, five tops. Two, three. Four. Yep, four. It is.
2: Four. Okay, that's kind of the feel. It felt like four. There's only yep. twelve more
0: games. That's right. So yeah. four, four out of twelve is not that. Lower percentage because if it was the full like fifteen, if you do the percentage, thirty-three percent, right. so that'd be five. That's that's about normal, isn't it? About five or six,
2: I guess. And we already so, disagreed on Thursday, so that's what five out of thirteen that we disagree right. on.
1: Yeah, uh, that's not this so bad. Yeah, yeah, that's not
2: an insane number, um, right? It's not yeah, when there's k- only th- when there's only thirteen games. Yeah, you know, I need I need to have. I need to have one of my normal midweek specials where I have one of those like 11 and two, you know, Yeah. I always had those, for some reason whenever the the schedule would get tight and we'd have those bi-weeks. It was like all of a sudden I'd be pulling out these like crazy, like 10 and three, 11 and two. And as soon as we go back to 16 games, I'd I'd crap the bed again. But I got to start catching up and I, I got one, I got one.
0: And I apologize. I'm looking down your list, and I don't see an underline. I know I hit the sound for your lock of the week. I just forgot to underline it. So remind me again.
1: Oh, I get a chance
2: to like read. I, I had the Tampa. I had the Bucks. <laughs> I locked up the yeah, Bucks.
0: Uh, whoever you want. Uh, so it was Tampa Bay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I locked
2: up Tommy. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll listen yes, to the show, so I'll I know, know which one
0: it was. So
2: I know they're beat up. Yeah, but they're still really good.
0: They are. They they are and they're playing a Bears team that can be really really bad sometimes, but sometimes they can be really good. So uh, did,
2: did, did, did. maybe I.
0: Sometimes the defense can be really good. Maybe not the offense. Yes, yes.
2: They tried. They tried against the Packers. That defense tried to shut down Rogers. They were getting after him. They had the sacks, but I think it was when they had that. They had that one stack. I think it was Robert Quinn who got up and, and did the discount double check, and then it was like, "Oh, no. it's over."
0: Yeah. Time, time for me to own you. Time for me to show you who's boss. Yeah,
2: and I, I, I know we didn't talk about it a lot because we got the call conveniently right in the middle of that discussion. But
0: my guy Lou, thank you, Lou. I loved
2: it. I loved it. <laughs> I know you didn't, but I'm, i You probably didn't love it, but you could appreciate it. That's what we it's what I, we want, right? We want that raw nerve, right? Sometimes you want to see that. That's like uh that's like what's his name with the one in the toss, right?
0: Oh, <laughs> we, we want that motherfucking ball. <laughs> yeah. Jabril Peppers. <laughs> yeah, um I definitely appreciate the rivalry. We of... want that ball! I, I certainly appreciate the uh, the fact that it's a clear rivalry game and it clearly meant a lot. And he, he got off on getting in the end zone and scoring it himself and, and telling everybody what, you know, the what for. Um, yeah, that is what you want out of, out of a rivalry. And, and, yeah, it, it happens to be happening against my team. If it was my team doing it, if it was, uh, you know, if Mr. Bisky could have been good enough in his damn career to be able to do that in Lambo, I would have absolutely been like, fuck yeah, that's my guy. Hell yeah. Tell him what it's all about. So, I get it. But, but I'm not putting that sound on the board. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that. Yeah.
2: But, and, and again, he didn't lie. The record,
0: 100% the record did he didn't even, the funny part is he didn't
2: need to say it.
0: Because we true. know. Right. We already it's, know. You've been
2: watching this, you've been watching this going all the way back to Favre when he owned the Bears.
0: Oh, yeah, he could do the I mean, this,
2: this, Again, this is a 20, this is 25 years. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to know what the Bears record is against the Packers since 92. <laughs> it's
0: not good. Uh, somebody will eventually again put up the number of quarterbacks the bears have had since then and just farvin rogers and that's on one side and all these lists of terrible terrible football players on the <laughs> and
2: other. We, you know what we probably can't even name them all but it's a lot we can name a lot of them
0: i don't want to name them i don't want to yeah. think Especially about them i don't want to think at about all.
2: these one-off guys and every guy was the bears favorite guy like those bear fans he's there. that's our guy
0: that's our guy that's gonna be our future yeah. Rick Meyer. Stop. Is there... Stop. He's our guy. No, I, I know you can start the list and then you're going to make me throw up. No, don't, no. I don't want to do that.
2: <laughs>
0: too, too late in the evening for that
2: shit. So, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep, I'll keep you on, uh, I'll keep you on alert this week in case anything changes. Otherwise, uh, I'll make sure I send you my picks with the notes for the game, a little blurb or something. Um, so that you so that you have something to go with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I can uh do the uh, the quick morning show and and get in and out and and be ready for the uh, football party next weekend. That's that's not a problem. Yeah. I mean I, and
2: I'm not even opposed to the idea if you just want to do a recap show um Tuesday or oh, Wednesday night. When you get night. back? No, now, this week. Since I'll miss
1: Oh, oh. Since I'll um, miss
2: the next show, if you just want to, if yeah. we want to do a recap show this week and then make our Thursday night pick. Because that's actually a really good game Thursday night coming up.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a, a great, great idea to do a midweek show to, to recap. You're right. Um, so then so at yeah, least whatever.
2: all then you're doing is making picks, right? You're just going through the picks, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to spend time trying to talk about the last week's games. We could do that and then make our Thursday night pick if you want to do it
0: that way. Nope, that, that's perfect. Um, so whichever uh, night in the middle of the week that you're available for that, then uh, uh, Wednesday set it up. night.
2: Wednesday night works the best for me because I'm off work starting Thursday. So okay. So Wednesday nine o'clock, I'll be around. Um, I guess, yeah. Let's do that. And that way we can recap this week's worth of games and then save you the work from for the weekend.
0: Yep, sounds good. So
2: that, that way, you don't have to do a recap, Then you don't have to. Then you're not feeling the stress of trying to recap all the games by yourself, too.
0: <laughs> and, and then do the picks. Yeah, that, that right. would be. Uh, my, my voice would probably would not uh, survive that. Uh, all right. So our next show will be this coming Wednesday at nine o'clock Central, ten o'clock Eastern, where we will recap the activities of Week Seven, and also have our pick ready for the. Thursday night game, we might have our pick ready. Usually we tweet it out sometime Thursday, but we might yeah, have our pick I mean, ready for the uh it, it's a
2: big game, so I might have um, I'll have thoughts.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, sure. we'll, we'll both have thoughts uh, about I'm it. I'm sure certainly. we'll still
2: have the I'm sure we'll still have the official pick uh unless I'm just really certain like I'm going one way over the other, I might just go yeah, to hell with it, I'll make the pick. But then I'll still probably post it on Twitter just cuz that's what we do.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely post it on Twitter Thursday either way. Yeah. All right. So uh but you got anything else? I think we're we're done.
2: No, I'm good. That was a three hour football part. We haven't done one like that in a while.
0: Well, a lot of non sequitur afterwards. A lot of uh lot yeah, of, A lot of Hitler. I I, I I kicked off a cancel culture discussion. I wasn't really trying to do that, but I just uh, thought yeah. the juxtaposition between Ric Flair is is canceled. He's terrible. Now let's bring in Cop Killer Guy. What? Well, it's um,
2: it's just it's so you know it's everywhere right now. You cannot no matter which way you affiliate, whether you're, you know, left, right, middle, doesn't matter where you are, you're not safe from it, right? We're, we're finding that out.
0: If you did or said something and it gets discovered, it could be 10 yeah. years ago, emails, whatever, you are don't going what, don't. down.
2: No, tell you something, this show can never be big time
0: because we're fucked. Oh, we know it. <laughs> and, and and we are proud of it, and we continue to say things along those veins that will that's continue true. to get us canceled. That, because we true. know this we're is. already canceled from the shit that we've said from the the nine years we've been yeah. on the air already. This
2: is this is filter free. This is fil-
0: <laughs> if you Unfilter. want anything close to our honest answers and our honest truth, this is the closest you're going to get. Every other show is just trying to make money by saying what they think is going to get most people to listen. Yeah. We don't have any. I mean, well, else.
2: we don't care. We even have the balls to pick football games as blowouts and not within one point of the spread.
0: Hey, that's real honesty right there. We feel that it's going to be by 30. We tell you it's going to be by 30.
2: Yeah, we don't go, oh, wait, the line is nine. I think this team's <laughs> going to win by 10. <laughs>
0: <sighs> uh, yeah, we're, we're unique that way, I guess. All right, that will do it for us on a very long football party uh, with some other things thrown in as well in the after show. That's why you get the after show folks. So you can get uh, truly unfiltered content like that. All right. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been in much less detail the podcast and we, gave, we again, we'll be back Wednesday night, nine o'clock central, 10 o'clock Eastern. That'll be a short one hour show to recap the happenings of week seven and some commentary, I'm sure on the Thursday night game. And then, For now, it looks like I'll be writing solo uh, probably Sunday morning to give you our picks for week eight in the NFL. So that's what it is looking like on the horizon coming up in the next week. Uh, So, Jay, you and your family, enjoy your Halloween, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday night.